When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hello and welcome everyone. This is Nashiba of eSpirity Radio 7. Be peace, love, global harmony, and healing to all of God's rainbow tribes of the universe. Peace and love, love and light. We are one. Well, I'm going to start the show as always with a little bit of music and then we'll get into the show. This selection is from uh, Enrico, Enrique rather, Galeta, and this is from a 48-hour odyssey. This selection is called Lily Time. Thank you. 
And again, everyone, that was Enrico Galete, mm-hmm. and that's uh, from a CD, 48-hour Odyssey, Lily Time. And he uh, relocated from Italy to the U.S., and the reason he entitled it 48-hour Odyssey is because he spent probably about that amount of time in the airport being run from customs all over over the place. So he dedicated that CD to the feelings and the adventure of that uh, time. Uh, it's a power-packed uh, CD. Uh, I'd like to welcome everyone to the show again. This is Nishiba, your host of E Spirit E Radio Seven. All blog archives have been posted on E Spirit E Radio Seven. Period. Blogspot.com. Again, that's E Spirit E Radio Seven. Period. Blogspot. .com. Uh, so we, we got Max early uh, the show for Monday. Max came in and we continued on with universal law and metaphysical law. On uh, Wednesday, we will continue uh, with that, that discussion, which is evolving. And then yesterday, Willie Whitefeather was on and shared his storytelling and his uh, wisdom of past, present, and future power packed as, as always. So all of those archives have been posted. Also, Captain's Blog is Captain-Corner, period, blogspot.com. I'd like to welcome Captain and Max to the show. Welcome to the show. Okay, Nashiba, thank you very much, and we should appreciate that. And once again, I want to welcome everybody to eSpirit E Radio 7 on your dial. And uh, my co-host is Max, and I hope Max is doing well. How you doing, Max? I just saw him in a minute ago. I know he oh. said he'd be running late, but I thought he, I saw him log in a couple of oh, minutes okay. ago. So we can go ahead and uh, continue in because okay. I know he's going to be coming in. Okay, well, very good. Well, uh, today is Friday, and we're going to do something a little bit different today because we have a special guest that's coming on t- tonight, and uh, he's a man of integrity, and he is the uh, CEO of uh, J.C. Tonic. And once again, we have uh, a guest as well with Anthony, and uh, and he will be presenting uh, 30 minutes worth of presentation for J.C. Tonic, and his name is Anthony Urich, founder and CEO of J.C. Tonic. And once again, we want to welcome uh, Anthony and his guest uh, that will be speaking. His name is Lenny, and Lenny will be speaking about his situation, what happened. And you'll be amazed what J.C. Tonic can do to uplift the body. And it is a definitely a miracle elixir. And that's what I call it. I call it a miracle elixir. So once again, I want to introduce our friend, Anthony Urek. Anthony? I am here indeed, Captain. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Anthony. Thank you. Take it away, sir. I'm uh, I'm uh, front and center, and folks, thanks for having me. I will uh, hopefully give you some great information that will help you uh, in this uh, really, really uh, terrible environment we have of health in in this country. 
Um, you know, I was talking to somebody today about other countries. There just isn't the illness that there is in this country, and they handle it a different way as well. Uh, my favorite uh, late, my 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 favorite statistic of late is that America has 5% of the world's population but consumes 80% of the medications. Isn't that amazing? I almost fell over. I couldn't believe it. I, I had to go and check it. I could not believe that. And when you think about it and you look around and talk to people, that's all anybody ever talks about. There are different illnesses, not one, not two, three, four, five. They're taking one, two, three, six, eight, ten, fourteen different medications. Good lordy, what must be going on in the body? If all those commercials that the drug companies put on TV are true, with those secondary effects, those side effects, holy Toledo, you take three or four of these drugs, they're all doing all these things to you. My good lord, how do you, how do you get well? Well, you know what? People don't seem to get well. And about uh, probably 1922, my dad uh, started thinking about something that he ended up calling a whole body tonic. And he was thinking along the lines of what could be done to keep the body in balance, in good shape, so that it does not get too far out of balance. Because even then he could see that uh, with the way, he was always 30, 40 years ahead of his time in his thinking anyway, and he could see that the breakdown of the human body was uh, uh, was really roaring along and uh, it was getting worse and worse. And he thought that there could be a way to offset that. And sure enough, he worked on it for, well, about 20 years, not full time, mind you. But he worked on it and he used the plant kingdom. That's where he got his real break when he started putting herbs together and when you think about that, well, look, we use 6,000 herbs in the world today. Um, so they are used for a lot of things, and there's a lot of value in it, as you probably know, just as there's value in good vegetables from a garden. So he started working with that, but what he found was that most of the herbs are... Um, unidirectional they will push a system in only one direction and most of those well not most of probably 98 percent of those 6,000 herbs only have the capacity to modify certain parts of the body so for example you have an herb that will work towards uh, uh, maybe reducing high blood pressure and if you take it Yes, your high blood pressure starts to come down. However, that herb does not know when to stop because it only pushes systems in one direction. And my father said, well, if that's the case, we'll never be able to balance the body because balancing the body is like a teeter-totter, a seesaw. It's a little give, a little take, a little up, a little down until you come to the happy medium. And he discovered that there were some herbs which are today referred to as tonic herbs. That's why we call it J.C. Tonic, not because it's the elixir that, that uh, Captain alluded to. It's that because those particular herbs are called tonic herbs. 
And they are bi-directional, and that means that they have two sets of constituents. One set will push a system in one direction, the other will draw it in the opposite direction. Thereby, when a system is being pushed far enough or too far, the other set of constituents starts to pull it back. I'm giving you this very, very quick overview of how tonic herbs work because what my dad finally developed was a whole body tonic based on tonic herbs. And there are 18 of these tonic herbs. Each one has the capacity to push and pull, to push a system in one direction, bring it back in the other system, or an organ. But the real magic that he discovered was that he was able to find 18 of these herbs and he put them together in different which ways so that together, all of them working together, are balancing every single system in the body. The cardiovascular system, the reproductive system, uh, the digestive system, the nervous system, the immune system. And that, folks, is indeed what a body does all day long when you're born. It keeps itself in balance. You know, you eat too much, you get some indigestion, but isn't it amazing? As you're growing up and you're young, you don't need antacids, you don't need anything. The body is able, uh, maybe with uh, uh, 12 hours of sleep, to rebalance itself and you feel like a new person uh, uh, the next day. It's amazing how this body is able to do that, and it does it every single day of your life. That's all it does. It looks to balancing your system so that everything functions well and so that you don't get sick. That's the purpose of this body, to keep you from getting sick. Trouble with us, the way we live, and as I mentioned earlier about this country, it's in particular in this country, the way we eat, what we do, the stress, and, and, and name it, will push people's bodies to the limit. And the body no longer has the capacity to balance itself. So all of a sudden, there's a couple of little things that don't work too well. But you say, well, I don't feel too good today. I'll take an aspirin. I'll take an antacid. I'll, I'll uh, do this. I'll do that. But that's just the indication that the systems are starting to uh, work less than they should or they're not in perfect uh, harmony any longer. That's like a car that you don't do any maintenance on. Eventually it starts to chug and croak and groan It'll go, but you know it's not in, in top uh, uh, condition. And when you look at the Formula One uh, races, they're tinkering with the engines till you get nuts. I mean, you go blue in the face watching them do it. And I don't even know when I listen, I don't even know uh, what they're doing, but they certainly understand what they're doing. And they do it in such a fashion that the car ends up winning the race. And that's what we have to do with the body, and that's what my father decided to do, and that's why I'm here today. And I'm here today because I think that it's uh, like way beyond uh, the point of no return unless something is done. And if you go to the website, you can go to captain.jurak.com. Jot it down and go and have a look, captain.jurak.com. 
and you will see uh, comments from people like uh, Dr. Maori. And he mentions uh, one of his articles there on our website tells you what a product has to do in order to be called a whole body tonic. And he's got 10 points. And as a matter of fact, he wrote about them in a great book he wrote in, I think, 1993 called Herbal Tonic Therapies. And he wrote about this because he thought that America needs a whole body tonic. And he even thought that maybe he's going to have to be the person to develop one because he said otherwise this country's dying on its feet. And when you look around and look at the money spent on on, uh, on drugs, you know, the drug business alone in this country is $400 billion. That's the drug business. That's not the hospitals. That's the drug business. $400 billion. And what is happening? Heck, nothing. Is anybody getting better? We had statistics pulled in 2003, and they said that there were about 18 million or 17 million diabetics in America. We pulled statistics in 2013, and what do you think happened? Do you think it went down? No, there's 28 million. So what happened? Where are the drugs that are supposed to get rid of these kind of problems? Well, they don't. The drugs you take for diabetes do not get rid of diabetes. They will push systems in a body in such a fashion that it will reduce the sugar and replace the insulin and so on and so forth. The same with high blood pressure. But nobody is looking at correcting the problems that are there. And folks, the problems that are there is simply that the body no longer is doing what it used to do when you were 20, 30, 40 years old. And 50, 60, 70 years old, uh, it does it less and less until it does it so poorly that you have to go to the doctor. But the doctor says, oh, I got this great medication here. I'm going to give you a prescription. Out you go. You go and line up in the drugstore and you get your prescription and uh, sure, it'll push the blood pressure down or, or, or cut the sugar or cut the cholesterol. But when you stop taking them, nothing has changed in the body. It only forces it unnaturally to go down or to disappear or whatever. It's like the painkiller. The pain is going to be there consistently until that joint is repaired but no one is looking at repairing. People are just looking at covering it up. And I have with me tonight a guest. This fellow started drinking this JC Tonic in 1999. Folks, we have pictures that we uh, uh, sent along uh, to our uh, email list, and we could send them to you too if you'd like to uh, uh, let us have your email. Uh, You should see the picture of his face before and after within a year. And I mean, we have a picture of him. The very first picture you'll see on our website, on our landing page, is him. His name is Lenny, and you'll see the before and after picture. I mean, people think we used actors because he's changed so greatly. He looks uh, 20 years younger. And we have other pictures there, too. People look 5, 10, 15, and 20 years younger. And the reason they do is because when they start drinking the JC tonic, the body starts to regenerate and starts to go back in time. It goes to a better place. It goes to where it used to be. 
Now, it may not be 100% return, but it could be if you take it long enough over a long enough period of time. And what we've told people now is if you do that, my good Lord, you're going to save so many thousands, I was going to say millions, maybe millions, so many thousands and thousands of dollars on time lost at work, being sick, on going to the doctor's office, waiting three hours in the waiting room uh, to get a prescription, to go and wait in line in the drugstore, get the prescription, go home, feel miserable, uh, you feel nauseous, you don't eat properly, you don't poop properly, you don't sleep properly, uh, everything is upset. So in order to avoid that or return it to a better place, your body to a better place, this is what my father came up with. And actually, folks, I have to tell you, he worked on this over 20 years. And by 19, or the early 1940s, he finally hit on the final uh, molecular chain. He got it, as he used to say, I got it. And he started passing it around. People were getting well. I mean, I, we have a letter actually on our website. Somebody wrote in, in in the 1940s and said, I was taking 14 units of insulin a, a day, and I don't take any anymore. I mean, these were not. These are people just wrote in a letter. And we're getting the same letters written into us today, 71 years later, because he put it on the market commercially in 1943 so it's been used now by people as we like to say it has been tested in the finest laboratory in the world and that folks is the human body there is no laboratory in the world that is more sophisticated uh, than than the human body imagine what it does every nanosecond i mean i don't know a million things good lord the liver the kidneys the this the that you know, when you look, at, you take your hand and look at it and, and point your finger, you don't even think about it. You just point the finger. How does that all happen? And how can it be kept alive like that for a longer period of time? That's the key. Yes, we're all growing old. Yes, we're all going to uh, be in the pine box one day. But how about growing the last 30, 40 years of your life comfortably, a quality of life? sleeping decently, digesting properly, pooping properly, things like that, and not having to depend on drugs to wake up and go to sleep and so on. And that's what the promise of the JC Tonic is. And uh, so I take every opportunity I can to tell people that there is something like this that exists. And even Dr. Maury, he said, uh, when I first uh, met him in 1997, uh, and I said, I think I have a whole body tonic, my father had a He said, no, no, it's impossible. I said, well, I said, it could be, but I said, I'm sure it is because it does not. He said, it's impossible. I said, if I share this with you, will you uh, have a look? He said, sure. And a couple of months later, uh, he wrote a long two-page letter. One of the things he said, which was really remarkable, he said, I, he said, I could not come to grips with the fact that there was somebody in North America who understood this tonic herb concept so long ago, talking about my dad. And so, yes, indeed, it is a, a whole body preparation. It works uh, as long as you have blood in you, because one of the first things it does is it works on the blood and I want to introduce a, a friend of mine who has been drinking this since 1999. He's on the line. And l just listen to his story because his story is your story. 
he has so many stories about so many different illnesses that uh, he's going to if you listen to them all you'll be on the on this call for uh, 3 days he was like next to as a matter of fact the doctor sent him home to die lenny tell your story tell everybody what you went through okay anthony uh i will uh, and i'll start uh, you know cuz i was a, a young person when i had severe asthma and you know, I was pretty sick at a young age, but uh, when I was uh, just turning into my 20s, my body just started to break out with these bumps. And uh, let me tell you, it was really scary because it literally felt like my whole body was on fire. And all of a sudden, all these welts just start, you know, coming out of my whole body from my feet to my head. So, of course, uh, my mother... Uh, says, you need to go to the doctor. This looks horrible. So I went in, of course, and uh, they checked me over, and they said, well, we don't know what this is, so we're going to have to get a skin specialist and so forth. So I went through the whole rigmarole, and uh, they just said, well, here, try this cream. And uh, uh, I used it for a while. Nothing came out of it, so I go back, well, try this pill or try this and that. and You know, nothing ever seemed to, uh, you know, help those hives. Well, as time went along, I of course, I get married, and uh, my wife notices that uh, I really was in broke out pretty bad, uh, and she got so worried. And I was in pain, and my back was hurting. Uh, I, I felt sick, so she rushed me to the hospital, and uh, that's when the doctors, uh, you know, quite a few looked me over. I was there for hours, and finally a doctor came back and says, Lenny... We don't know what to tell you, but you have the body of an 80-year-old man. And I said, what? What do you mean? Because I was only 23 at the time. Uh, he says, uh, we don't have a name for your problem, but your immune system is attacking itself. And I said, well, what does that mean? He says, well, you're going to age really fast. And, of course, I was only 23 at the time, so, you know, I, I kind of just threw it off. He just says, well, here, take this. So they gave me antibiotics, and they gave me some other pills, and through time, I was kind of like a guinea pig. Here, try this, try that. And at the same time, my skin kept erupting, and uh, they had me in all kinds of different uh, steroids. Uh, they put prednisone in my system. Uh, they gave me all these little pills to try to, you know, so I wouldn't itch. Uh, and on top of the pain, I mean, it was just crazy. So uh, the doc this finally worked. And I said, no. He goes, what do you mean? I go, well, I'm not itching. He goes, well, isn't that what you wanted? And I said, yeah, but I can't work. He goes, what do you mean? I said, I can't go to work because I don't, I'm in a daze. And my boss told me that, you know, you better snap out of it or, you know, I'm going to be fired. So Jeannie looked at me and I just said, I can't take it. I don't care what the doctor says. I can't take it. I'm just going to have to deal with the problem. And uh, in time, though, my body really started to break down. In fact, I had allergies so bad that uh, Jeannie was like, what's going on? Uh, so we went to an allergist because they were trying to figure out what my skin problem was, but they they wanted to look me over to see if I was allergic to anything. And uh, So they're doing all these little prick tests on me, and uh, all of a sudden the allergist said, oh, my God, you know, when they got the test records back. And I'm sitting in there, and I'm like, oh, here we go again. He says, wow, you're allergic to everything. He goes, indoors, outdoors, it doesn't matter. You're in bad shape. 
So, of course, I went through the allergy shots. And, uh, you know, I went there for five. And I took these shots two to three times every week. And nothing came out of it. I mean, it was just like, you know, what do you do? I mean, I tried all the hay fever pills, all these different medications, nothing. And on top of that, my skin's still erupting. And the pain in my back and everything was just going down. And uh, I was 28 years old. Uh, I got my eyes start hurting. So here we go. Now I'm going to an eye doctor. So we went into the eye doctor and they go, holy cow. I'm like, oh, boy. You know, I'm just thinking, oh, here we go again. Uh, They rushed me to a specialist. And he says, well, Lenny, you're only 20 years, eight eight years old. And uh, this is not normal. You have a cataract on your left eye, and he goes, uh, young people usually don't get this kind of a thing. So, of course, they did the, you know, took the cataract out, put an implant, so forth, and, uh, you know, I was just miserable, and uh, time went by a little bit. Then I started breaking out with these shingles. So on top of the hives, now I'm breaking out with shingles, and shingles are painful. It's like somebody stabbing you with a razor blade, and, I, and my whole face was covered with these shingles, and my neck, got all over my back, so we rushed into the doctor, a different one. Oh, my God! <laughs> like, me and my wife just look at each other. I hear that every time from some specialist. But he says, we've never seen shingles break out like this. He says, I've never seen it like that. He got in my eyes. He said, usually it's only on one part of the body. He goes, your whole face is covered, your neck. They didn't know what to do. They shot me up with all these steroids and all these different things. And, you know, folks, I, I started breaking out every year two to three times, and my face would just swell up, uh, plus everything. In fact, uh, the people I worked for, uh, they they literally sent me home for a whole month with pay because they didn't want to see me because my face was so bad and swollen that they said, Lenny, we people are, they don't want to look at you, so you need to stay home. So, uh, I did that, but every year I'd break out. Every year they'd send me home until I cleared up. And uh, after a while, they start calling me lizard man, elephant man. Uh, I would go into my little cubicle, and i see my sign. It says, lizard boy lives here. And, you know, all those kind of jokes, you know, I try to laugh off, but it's it's painful, too, to, to be made fun like that. And uh, I just got myself in such a bad situation. So I had all these problems I had to deal with. And eventually, I was only 37 years old when, again, I went to another doctor, and he says, Lenny, we don't know what to do for you, but you're not going to live very long. And that was the crushing blow. It's like, well, what's going on? Well, I had a tumor. I had two tumors, one in the chest, one in the groin area. I was real skinny. I had lost a lot of weight. And uh, they said, are you eating? And I said, yes. I was. And they kind of said, well, you remind us of one of those cows that uh, eat, eat meat, but they're real skinny. Uh, that's what I kind of look like. And uh, let me tell you, for two years, I literally lived in the bedroom, walked to the bathroom, went back to bed for two years. That's all I did. I even left a, a a path on our carpet in our bedroom. You could see this path going bedroom to bathroom. And we didn't know what to do anymore, Anthony. And let me tell you, we tried every medication they gave us. Nothing came out of that. I just kept getting worse. So my wife starts nutritional things, so we start going to the vitamin cottage and all these different places that sold vitamins and minerals. And it became very expensive because they would tell me, well, you need one for this and this, that, for this. And that. 
I told my wife, I'm going to get sick just from uh, spending all this money that we don't have. I mean, it was a, it was a mess. And then I finally lost my eyesight completely. Uh, they told me I was legally blind. There was nothing they can do for me for that. Uh, everything just broke down. And when someone tells you there's nothing they can do, and I kid you not, I literally went through all of these different specialists and doctors for over 20 years, and nothing ever came out of that. And nothing really came out of the supplements I took either. They helped for a while, and then nothing would happen. So I tried this herb, this pill, this, and it was just a circle. And uh, let me tell you, that's depressing. But I'll sum it up here. Uh, a lady called me from Canada. Her name was Joan Schick. And uh, she got me at a bad time because I was pretty grumpy. I didn't feel good. I was really miserable. And she says, oh, Mr. Uh, uh, Lenny Atencio? And I go, yeah. She goes, well, we got this new herb, and blah, blah, we're introducing it can- you know, from Canada to the United States. And I said, ma'am, I am not interested. I said, I'm broke. I'm sick. I don't feel good. And I'm already taking all kinds of stuff. Click. I hung up the phone. <laughs> I kid you not. Just within a matter of seconds, I walked away from the phone. The phone rings, and all of a sudden, there's this lady again. Blah, 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 blah. And, oh, but I didn't tell you, you can get free samples and all. And I said, ma'am, I'm not interested. I told you, I'm sick. I, I don't have no money. I can't buy anything even if I wanted to. Click. I hung it up again. She calls again, and I'm just fuming. And I said, this better not be that lady. Sure enough, Joan says, yeah, Lenny, but they're better. And I said, ma'am, what do you know? not know about no? I said, no means no. I'm not interested. She goes, Lenny, please, please. She goes, but what if it works? And I said, oh, I said, okay, ma'am, where's this place at? So I wrote it down and everything. My wife's like, don't get involved with those people because they're going to get you involved with some kind of a thing and all that, you know, because we were broke, literally broke. I was waiting for my disability check. Uh, I was a wreck. I was only 37 years old, just miserable. So, uh, as you know, we went to go see about this JC tonic and folks, uh, I didn't go there to try to get well. I just wanted to, you know, basically tell the lady I tried it, but it's not going to work. But uh, it worked. It started to work just on the first two ounces that I took, uh, where we got the samples. And uh, the reason why I knew something happened because on the way home, uh, my wife, uh, you know, drove because I don't drive. I didn't drive at all. And I had the literature in my lap, so uh, all of a sudden I just put the literature to my face and I started reading the, the booklet. So my wife slams on the brakes and says, oh, my God, and I'm like, what? You know, I ducked and everything, and I'm like, what's wrong? Uh, you're reading that. And I said, wow, I didn't even realize that. I said, you know, I couldn't see perfect or anything, but I was able to see the big words on the brochure, which before I could not. So. We knew that I needed to try this stuff. So uh, to make a long story short, in time, uh, I just kept drinking it every day. And all of a sudden, I noticed I felt better mentally. I got more clarity. Uh, little by little, I noticed my skin problems lessened. and The allergies seemed to subside. But uh, over a good time, Anthony, uh, uh, my problems completely went away. After a year or two on JC Tonic, uh, People were like, Lenny, what are you doing? You know, we bump into people that we knew and uh, shopping or whatever, and they're like, wow, you look amazing. What are you doing? <laughs> so I tell them, well, I found this stuff. <laughs> it's called Tonic, Jay-Z Tonic. But anyway, uh, I'm uh, 53 today. Uh, I'll, I'll be 54. 
Uh, people can't believe it. I look young, uh, feel young. Uh, my skin looks like nothing ever happened. Uh, I don't have any allergies anymore. I don't have the pains and the misery that I was in. I've been well for quite a long time now, and I know it's because of JC Tonic. So I don't want to go on and on, but Anthony, uh, thank you so much for carrying on your dad's legacy because without JC Tonic, I would be dead. I guess on that note, uh, uh, I can take over, folks, and uh, and take over I will. And that's why I wanted you to hear what Lenny said. Because what I said to begin with, some of my introductory remarks, was simply that my father worked on a whole body approach. And that's what happened with Lenny. You see, everything cleared up. Sure, it didn't happen overnight. You think if you take a medication, oh, it works in an hour. Yes, it does. But the after effects also are working. And at one point, even if it works in an hour, you're not very happy because other things are worse uh, with your health. In the whole body approach, everything is looked at. Those wonderful tonic herbs start to balance every single system, start to clean the blood. It goes to the purification, the detoxification, and the oxygenation of the blood. Uh, it's an alkaline solution, so it starts to deacidify the body. It touches on everything. My father figured it all out, and he put it in one single product so that you're not trying to figure out, what do I need? Do I need two of these, one of these? I need this for the joint, this for the liver, this for the digestion. That's what all the, uh, all the uh, dietary supplements do. They're all organ-specific or system-specific just like all the medications. So the whole body approach is something that you can wrap your arms around, feel good about, and little by little, and in, in the case when you're really in bad shape like Lenny over a, a longer period of time, uh, everything will start to clear out because the systems are starting to function again the way they used to. No one knows what was wrong with Lenny. No one knows what probably is wrong with a lot of people, but the body sure knows. So on that note, uh, Captain, uh, I, uh, I could, of course, as you know, go on for 14 more hours of discussion about this, um, uh, frankly, miraculous uh, elixir, but if your uh, listeners have any questions uh, to, for either Lenny or myself, um, here we are. Callers, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to star six into the Q&A uh, queue. And, uh, Captain, uh, as people come in the queue, we'll defer over to them. Okay. Uh, very good. Uh, Anthony, I want to thank you very much for coming in. And um, uh, do we have Lenny on hand? Yes, I am here. Hey, Lenny. Uh, sir, I want to thank you for being uh, who you are. We should appreciate it. Now, if anybody have any questions for Anthony or Lenny, please come forward and uh, ask your question. And at, at this time, there aren't any, any, anyone in the queue. So if you want to continue uh, speaking or sharing or however you, you want to approach it, 
And again, as I see people come in into the queue, then I'll pull them in. Well, that's fine. Uh, we can do that, and uh, and uh, I can just uh, sort of wrap it up in the meantime by telling folks, you know, the best thing you could do is go to the website. It's captain.jurak.com, and uh, and look through it. Uh, go to the product section, um, and on uh, when you get to the landing page at the top of the uh, page, you'll see some choices. One is success stories. Jot that down, because if you click on success stories, you come to a new page of, of course, success stories, before and after pictures. However, what is not obvious uh, is the treasure trove, and that is in the left-hand column. There is only one little item. It says success story database. So when you click on that, you come to an alphabetical order listing of Name it. Whatever you're suffering of, it's there. You have a cholesterol problem, click on cholesterol. You'll read some stories from folks who reported on the benefits they've had from the point of view of cholesterol problems. Uh, blood sugar, we don't talk about diabetes or cancer uh, uh, on our website, but if you go to blood sugar, you'll read uh, stories from diabetics. And on the landing page, when you get there, just you'll see some scrolling uh, success stories. Go down to a fellow called uh, Tony from Nevada. Read what he has to say. He starts by saying, so the doctor said, did you go and have the chemo and the radiation? Go and read that story. Um, there's a before and after picture of him as well. The before picture is, I thought we were going to be going to a funeral. When you look at him, that was going to be the next step. And then you see the after picture. It's just, I mean, not to be believed. So uh, do go and look around. If you need to talk to me, you're welcome to call 1-800-JC-TONIC. That's 1-800-528-6642. Never mind the number, just 1-800-JC-TONIC. Leave a message for Anthony or Lenny, and uh, you can talk to us and uh, let us know what you're suffering of, and we can give you some direction, guidance, uh, point in the right direction, uh, tell you how it would work or could work for you, and uh, maybe uh, you too can join the now uh, tens of thousands of people who have a new life, because in point of fact, if you're not ill, you're more productive, you're happier, your mind functions better, you spend better quality time with the children, the grandchildren, and so on. And look, I'm 77 years old, and I frankly have never been to a doctor for anything other than broken bones and stitches uh, because I've never needed to. Uh, but I've been drinking this since I'm 11 years old. And my dad wanted me to drink it when I was five, and I said, ugh, I don't like the taste, so I never drank it. Pardon, we, we do, we have one caller in queue. Hold sure, on. okay, shoot, huh? let's go. Mm -hmm. Kind of welcome in, caller 615. 615, welcome to the call. Hi, I was Hi. Um, calling in when when you um, went through Fortifying to look for symptoms, but anyway, my husband has neuropathy. Have you had anybody that's had success with neuropathy? His is non-diabetic. My dear, there was a lady uh, actually up in Canada a year or two, a year and a half ago, who called about that. Her neuropathy was, she said, chemotherapy-induced. And I said, so how bad is the neuropathy? She said, if you hit my legs with a hammer, you, I can't feel them. So I said, you're not walking. She said, no, I'm in a wheelchair. And they mm -hmm. said, I'll never walk again. Will it work? 
Well, I said, probably, but you're going to have to take large doses because there's a big job for the body to turn itself around. As you start to get results, then you reduce the doses uh, daily. But she said, I don't care, I'll do it. So she ordered a whole pile of it. And she called me probably uh, two months later, uh, and she was just squealing. She said, I feel tingling in my legs. I said, my good Lord. I said, that's fantastic. I said, it's working even faster than I thought. I thought it would take longer, but I knew it would. I said, so what are you taking, the four ounces a day? I said, she said, no, I'm taking eight ounces a day. I said, you may not need it. (laughs) You know what she said? She said, I'm not going to take the chance. And I kid you not, uh, maybe four months, six months later, she was on her two feet, no more wheelchair, and she walked herself to the airport and went to Mexico for the winter. Wow. So is it possible? Yes, it is. And why is it possible? Because whatever is wrong can be corrected if you reverse the the problems. I don't know why the neuropathy is there, but you can be sure that all the systems in the body are not up to spec. They are not functioning correctly, and whatever they are, the body knows what the problem is. And when you give the right stuff to the body to oil and grease it, so to speak, uh, it'll turn itself around. And that's what happened with this lady, and we have it uh, by diabetics who have uh, neuropathy and non-diabetics and uh, numbness and loose leg and all that has to do with the good blood supply, and that's the very first thing that JC Tonic does. It changes the blood. Uh, it's like uh, night and day. What about uh, dementia and Alzheimer's? We have, a, as a matter of fact, a uh, an audio that uh, of a conference call we did a number of years ago. I, I tell people about this one all day long because it's so incredible. The fellow is 79 years old. He gets on the conference call, and he said that his Alzheimer's was so bad that when someone gave him a phone number, when they gave him the second number, he had already forgotten the first number. And he said, I was petrified. I was scared to death. And here he is on the conference call, sounds like a youngster, just rhyming off. I mean, it was just a thing of beauty. So that, too, is the same kind of thing. And we have a lot of people who have memory deficiencies. Remember, we cure nothing. This is not a cure for dementia. It's not a cure for neuropathy. It's not a cure for anything. This tonic goes to the balancing of the body. The body does the job afterwards. So when you say, will this cure uh, arthritis or neuropathy? No, because it is not developed to go for that particular thing. It is developed to rebalance the complete body, put it back into balance, get the blood supply cleaned up, and have a body that functions once again like it used to 20 years ago. And believe me, when it does that, your health is going to be, you're going to regenerate and and have better health. And that's why we have on that website uh, all those stories. Those stories, I mean, some people, uh, there's two, three, four people who have the same problem. You can be sure that it is different in each of their cases because their bodies are different, they're built different, they eat different, they live different, and yet it still works the same for all of them. So why would it not work for you if it's worked for all those people. And you know the best thing about this? Your gamble 
is one bottle because there is not one soul, if you have any blood in you, that won't feel some kind of positive benefit within the first bottle, within the first day, the first week, the first month, but before you finish your first bottle. And that would be only taking an ounce a day. You don't even have to take more than that. You're going to start feeling, wow, there's something going on here. I think I'll stay on this stuff, you know. Hmm. Okay. Well, I just thought I would... uh... I would check because boy, sure. And if you want to call the home office, one eight hundred JC Tonic. I'll be happy to talk to you. Just leave a message for Anthony, and I could walk you through uh, a lot more of of uh, how it may help. You know. All righty. Thank you so much. Pleasure. What's your name? Uh, Angie. Angie. I'm in Tennessee. Yeah, just leave a message, Angie, for Anthony, and I'll call you back. Just say Angie okay. and and Captain's uh, call. Okay. Okay. Will do. Thank you. Okay, dear. Bye. Bye. Thank you for calling. If there's not another caller, Anthony, I will. I would like to say some, something. Yeah, go. Sure, absolutely. You, you can Because I, uh, I remember my, uh, you know, going to all these different specialists. Uh, the allergist, uh, you know, I took the bottle in because I just wanted to see what he thought. And he says, oh, you can't have that, Lenny. Those herbs there, they can break you out and this and that. And and I looked at Jeannie because this was already five years being with all the shots. I never got any results. So I, I just looked at Jeannie. When we got home, I said, I'm going to take it. I don't care what he says because whatever he's doing, I'm not, you know, it's not out for me. I kid you not, after three months, uh, I didn't feel bad anymore. So I went, you know, because uh, I, I did, I stopped going to him and I just, kept taking the tonic, and after three months, I thought, I'm going to go back and just see him anyway because, man, I'm feeling good. So he he checks me out, and he goes, how come you haven't been here to take your shots and this and that? And he was kind of upset with me and everything, and I said, well, I've been feeling good. And he thought, oh, his shots are starting to work, you know. He goes, oh, you shouldn't be getting off these shots and everything. And uh, Well, I told him, well, I've been taking this. And he goes, he just looks at it, and he, oh, and uh, after the thing, I told you, I'm, ne- I'm not going to go back to him. I feel really good. I don't need those shots. And sure enough, <laughs> it did the trick. So sometimes your uh, health specialist might say, no, don't take that. It's not good for you. You know, you have to use sound judgment. I mean, if, if you're not getting results from the medication or whatever thing therapies you're going through, uh, you know, don't let no one discourage you from taking the tone. And you know, Lenny, when you mentioned something like that, folks uh, on on the call tonight, um, you know, doctors do their very best. It's just that they haven't been told about things like this in their education. Uh, They're taught a different thing. They've been pulled down a different path. So when they're faced with something like this, they don't want to appear that they know nothing. The fact is they do know nothing about this because they were never taught so it's not that they're stupid, they're just ignorant of these facts, and they will push you in the other direction. Uh, even in their heart, they probably realize that what they're doing is not working very well, but they're not prepared to step into uh, uh, this other field. And Dr. Mowry said that uh, very uh, succinctly. He said, uh, Western medicine is just not prepared for this uh, concept. And so uh, it really has to be an individual decision, do I try it or not? 
And you know what most people do? They try it when they're at their wit's end. Nothing has worked. They're broke. Uh, they're still sick. Everything's going wrong. And all of a sudden they drink some JC tonic. It's like, uh, you know, uh, they thought they died and went to heaven. Because even if you improve 20% or 30% or 40%, you're going to be that much better than you are now. And the ones oh, that prove 80% and 100% like Lenny, holy smokes. So, it's true, Anthony, because uh, here's another specialist. Remember, I lost my eyesight. But uh, anyway, uh, my eyes got better. I was able to see more than I ever did you know, when I was taking the tonic. So uh, I go to the eye doctor because, you know, I have to go every so often. So anyway, they're looking at my eyes, and he's like, hmm. What's going on? So I read the chart. I did pretty good. I, you know, I didn't do like a regular person, but I did pretty good, better than I ever did. So he goes, Lenny, wait right here. So he calls in his buddies in the office. So there's, you know, four eye doctors poking on my eyes and everything, and they're looking with a flashlight, and they're like, hmm, hmm. And I'm like, well, okay, what's going on? <laughs> I thought something bad happened. They said, this is crazy. And I go, what, what's going on? We can't understand why you're seeing because when we look behind your eyes, it's all dark and everything, and most people, that's it. You can't see. How are you seeing? I said, well, I started taking this tonic, and they just looked at me like, oh, yeah, right. How can this, you know, they didn't understand, but I looked at you, and I said, uh, J.C. Tonic. <laughs> but uh, my eyesight's way better than ever, and, in fact, uh, come April, I'll be driving for the first time in 15 years. Yeah, oh, listen to that. Oh, I didn't know that, Lenny. That's true. <laughs> yeah, mine's gotten so good now that they told me I can drive again. Oh, look at you. Now you have to go and take driving lessons. You probably, probably forgot how to. <laughs> yeah, I'll just take a swig of tonic and I'll remember. Yeah, that. that's so funny. <laughs> Isn't that fun? Look at that, everybody. 15 years, and now he can drive again. That's like this 80-year-old lady that I met up in North Dakota a number of years ago. Her two hands were clenched solid. She couldn't open them. They were so arthritic. The knuckles were all gnarled, and I said, uh, talked with her. Children were there, and they said, well, we push a fork down between the clenched fists so she can eat. Will this work for her? I said, yeah, but I said, uh, she's going to take a big doses, and I don't know how long. I kid you not, folks, within one year, she was uh, able to drive again. She went and got her driver's license. Eighty years old, sure, her knuckles were still gnarled. I mean, that was uh, probably so far gone that uh, it would take another 80 years for them to get back to the way they were. But she could use her hands enough to drive and get a driver's license. So stories like Lenny's, stories like this lady, stories like the thousands and thousands that uh, you'll read about on the website, uh, they're you folks. They're your children. They're your loved ones. Everybody in this country has some kind of a health challenge. And those stories are just another person like everybody else. We got blood and bones and 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 and, and uh, the bodies all work the same way, or in this country don't work very well. So will it help you? Will it help your loved ones? Yeah, give it a try, watch and see. And as I said, call us anytime. So if there are other calls, great. If not, Captain, we're out of here.
Well, the once again, the, the uh, key is clear. Pardon? I said the key is clear. There's no more callers. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Well, once again, uh, Anthony and Lenny, I want to thank you both for coming in. We sure appreciate your time. And uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, the founder of J.C. Tonic and the lead associate of J.C. Tonic, he is the ambassador, Lenny. And Lenny is a uh, is a fine representative of J.C. Tonic. We really appreciate them both. And if you wish to contact either Anthony or Lenny, please contact uh, the number that Anthony had provided. one 800 J.C. Tonic, or go to the website, captain.jurak.com. After you go through there, give us a call. We'll answer your questions. All right. Well, very good. Well, once again, we want to thank you both for coming in. We really appreciate your time. God bless you guys. Thank you. Pleasure. All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, uh, once again, uh, this is grab bag night, and we're going to uh, talk about any subject that you want to talk about. And I'm going to start with uh, Nishiba. Let me ask you a question. What do you think about uh, what's been going on in Europe lately? What do you think about that? You're talking about all the interesting banking activity and the economy? Yes, especially the banking activity, what's been going on in Europe. I think it's all a prelude to things that are around the corner because there's multiple countries that are dealing with some pretty severe economic issues. There's clearly uh, indicators on the market um, as well and currencies. There's a lot of fluctuation going there. So I think all of it's a prelude. Well, I I tend to agree with that because uh, you know it started with uh, uh, with Switzerland when Switzerland did what they did uh, about a, uh, about three and a half weeks ago mm-hmm. when they had decided to no longer use the dollar and when they went to the the uh, the Swiss uh, and they changed the Swift code to drop the dollar. Uh, that started the ball's roll, and it was a major announcement worldwide. They didn't keep it quiet. They made the announcement they were dropping the dollar, and that and and that sent the thirteen families, better known as the Illuminati's, really in a panic. Now they're struggling. These characters are indeed struggling right now. They don't know what to do. The oil prices are dropping like crazy. Saudi Arabia is pumping more oil out. Uh, in other words, uh, the the the, uh, the demand for oil is not great. It's just not great around the world. But yet they keep pumping the oil out, and guess what happens? That makes the oil prices go down. Now there has been a slight uptick in gas around the country. Just a little bit, no more than about five cents. But I'm going to let everybody know that uh, when you can go to the uh, gas station and pay a dollar ninety cents per per gallon of gas, that's awfully good. Those are good times. That that beats that beats better than than three dollars and twenty cents a gallon. 
a dollar ninety versus three dollars and twenty cents, I'll take the dollar ninety any day. Okay, compared to what's really going on. And at the same time too, uh, President Obama is starting to uh to uh bolster all the things he talked about in the um in the State of the Union address. He had told the Republican Party, get with it. If you don't get with the program, you're going to be left behind. And if you, and if you don't work for the people and you, send, and you send these garbage bills to me, I'm going to veto them because it does not serve the people. And I'm so proud of this president because he's telling the Republicans, get with the program. Get with the people. Stop serving two masters. You cannot do it. You can only serve one master, and that's the people of this of this country. And if you want to continue on to serve the the elite and the very wealthy, then you will be left behind. Now I know that a lot of people who uh, who have the foreign currency and think that they're going to profit from that, you're sadly mistaken. Simple as that. You're sadly mistaken. Because you cannot serve two masters. You just can't do it. Now, one of the one things that I do find hilarious as imploding and watching each other throw each other under the bus is Netanyahu and Boehner. Backpailing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and then not only, uh, not only that, that uh, that meeting that they have scheduled in March, that will not happen. That will not take place at all because they wouldn't authorize it by the president at all. Banner did some things. Banner did some very stupid, stupid things. First of all, he did a thing called treason, and uh, he went over and above the president to invite a foreign dignitary to speak. At the well of the house of the of the um, capital, how bold is that? I mean, and without discussing with the president, that's really bold. Yeah, it's all backfired. Yeah, of course it's backbiting. Uh, of course it's back uh, it's backfiring, and uh, uh, I wouldn't be surprised, guys. I really wouldn't be surprised if charges were brought up on Boehner. I wouldn't be surprised by that. That would not surprise me at all, period. Yeah, uh, yeah, Max? I don't know if he's in there. I know he told me something came up, but he's going to try to make it, and I haven't seen him. Okay, all right. So he came in, um, in earlier. But, no, I think all of those things, when you're talking, to me, there's a series of events and things that are occurring all at the same time mm-hmm. that's bringing just chaos all over the place, and because of how it's happening, I think basically at this point the elite it's too much for the elite to happen. It's weakening them because I don't think they ever anticipated. And also, I think this appears to be slight headway into media, with being kind of changing the tune in some of the programming, being more positive. So there's some slight changes that I see fluctuating. And then even in the news reporting, I see uh, with some stations 
more of a disclosure type of a feel occurring. Mm-hmm. Okay, the call. I'm going to bring in caller 203-203. Welcome to the call. Oh, hi, Captain. Hi, hi Nashiba. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Good. It's Junie. Doing well. Um, I also wanted to bring in that I heard, um, I think it was a day ago, I think Captain had mentioned it before, that uh, Chris Christie, the governor of New Jersey, that, um, you know, I guess he'll be in handcuffs. They just brought about new charges on him, criminal charges. I think it has to do with that bridge and what happened uh, one day when everything was backed up and he's, He's stating that he's not responsible. That's a bridge, in, uh, a bridge in Ohio. Am I correct? When that bridge, the bridge just recently collapsed. Just what? Just about a week ago. No, this is New Jersey. The Governor Christie oh, in New the Jersey. Oh, 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 Christie, Christie. Yeah. So also there's a bridge in uh, there's a bridge in Ohio that it's collapsed. I heard that. Mm-hmm. Yes, and uh, see, do you guys remember about last year when the president was well, out campaigning? He said, we got to fix our infrastructure. Our bridges are falling apart. Remember that? That's right. He's been saying that for a couple of years. And he's been saying (laughs) that for a while. And and look what's happening, guys. This is why this president is going to get a lot of credit when it's all said and done. He really is. He's going to get a lot of credit. Uh, Go ahead, Julie. Yes. And um, another thing that I wanted to bring about, it has come to my attention for people that are in foreclosure. Um, let's say I have one person that I know, what the banks are doing now, and I'm not sure if you might know about this 1099A that they're sending out to the homeowners. Now, the 1099A, I noticed that it has, you know, the amount of your principal balance that you owe. It also has your fair market value, meaning that, you know, whatever they think it's worth, because generally what they do is they drive around, you know, just take pictures of the house from the outside and kind of base it off the area in which you live. Now, I'm wondering, you know, the form clearly states that this is being furnished to the IRS. We know how phony the IRS is now. Now, I'm just wondering, do you think uh, if that person goes into file taxes, that it's going to be counted as income to that person? Or I'm not really sure if the 1099 is just saying that, you know, I think I've seen it on the website when I went on, that it's purely because they are kind of giving up on collecting. So what they do is the form says an acquisition, and it says abandonment, like the person has left and give a certain date when that person left, but the people are still in the house. So I don't know. Do you know if this 1099, this is something new. You know, they normally send you a list of what your interest is, your property taxes, even if they are paying it, you know, and they have an interest in the household or in the house, I should say. Why would they be sending now a 1099A to explain this? I, I, I can't understand it. Well, 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 Jenny. That's that's because of the fact that the transition is is happening. It's the happening. transition is happening, and that's what's going on. And remember, I told you guys that uh, that these characters will be doing what is called refunding mm-hmm. all the money they have collected over the last ten years. Right. And why is this commercial H and R Block all of a sudden? Mm-hmm. Get your money back, America. 
Billions of dollars, billions. And then, then, and then this guy, this guy goes into a storage room, nice yeah. and quiet, and all that cash is sitting all around. And then he, and then, and then he stops, and he, and he picks up a, a, a stack of bills, and he starts to, uh, start to put his fingers through the bills and so forth, and hear that nice, crisp sound of a hundred dollar bills. And then he says, uh, Sarah. Yes, it, it so happened. Can I was out today. Oh, yeah, I heard it today from, you know, someone that was just on the street. I'm like, what? <laughs> what is that telling you, guys? Exactly. I mean, exactly. Why would you say that word, Sarah? Well, you know, it's not Sarah because he, right. he knows what's coming. Right, right. He knows what's coming. Why do you have all those planes in the sky dumping hundreds and hundreds and thousands and millions of dollars all across America? What is that telling you, everybody? Yeah. Well, has a financial change. Right. But the big thing, Captain, is is that when I saw the form 1099A, it says acquisition, abandonment, slash, slash cancellation of debt. This is what it said what on the website. Says? That is a big, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for doing <laughs> that. That is a big, big affirmation for what is to come. Oh, my God. I was really shocked when I saw that. So in my eyes, I'm saying, oh, my goodness, are they, is the that's, banks that's, kind of proving not, that they're, they're, they're losing out here? I, I really Jenny, don't know because. Jenny, that's not by accident. Exactly. They know, they know exactly what form to send those people. And it wasn't by accident. They're not collecting the tax on it. More than likely, those people are going to get a refund. Very, very soon. That's, that's Off that that's amount or even policy. more. Yes, or even more, exactly. exactly. Wow. Yeah, because they can't actually say, okay, well, that was income to you. I don't think so. That definitely cannot be the, the, the reason why, you know? Mm-hmm. So, well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> that's all. All right, guys. Well, thank you. And as you said, everything is ramping up every day in the news. It's just something over and over and over again. Yeah. All right. Yes. So you guys yes. take care. Absolutely. And another thing I want to talk about, too, that's in the news, is the vaccination yes. of our kids. Yes. And the question you need to ask yourself, should I do it? Or, or is it possible for me to to take my uh, 10-year-old or my 8-year-old and get a, uh, a vaccination. And when we know that uh, uh, certain uh, certain diseases are out there, like like autism, you have a very healthy child one day, and then two days later, the kid is not even speaking. Matter of fact, can't even talk. Uh, what's going on? What's going on with that picture? So you see, there's a lot that's going on here. Now, uh, the CDC, there is a, there's a cover story that's going to be coming out in the next couple of days about the cover-up of CDC, not- noticing that these vaccines have caused irreparable harm to human beings, especially our kids. Uh-huh. Yeah, and they're putting things in those vaccines uh-huh. that cause a, a damage to the brain, and to the physical body altogether. Wow. So people got to be aware. You make a decision. Now, some states have this, opt, have this opt-out program. Texas is one of those states that have an opt-out, have an opt-out program. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, uh, you have a choice in Texas. I don't know about any other state, but I know that Texas does have an opt-out program. Okay? So I do know that. Yes, everybody needs to step, uh, check that by state. Cause I know I do with some of my colleagues a few years ago. We had uh, we had brought up plenty of attorneys and doctors to deal with how do parents just refuse legally. And there are options. There's actually pamphlets out there to uh, show you how. It's really simple what you need to state and sign and those kind of things to uh, stand on the, your ground about not having your child vaccinated. But this, to me, this game that they're playing called all of a sudden mysteriously measles popped up. Because we have clusters here in Illinois now. They just announced another five young children under, under a year old in the daycare that mm. they found the cluster in. We have other clusters running around all over the country. And to wow. me, that's just your new game. You, you went with old Ebola, you, you ran with that ball, now you're trying to throw another one out here to come up with an excuse as to why you want to vaccinate people. Some <laughs> some places are trying to make it mandatory. So whatever state you're in, please check the laws in that state and find out what your rights are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Another go, story. Go on the IRS uh, side. I'm on the now on the home foreclosure and debt cancellation. Also, oh, <laughs> you saw that? <laughs> oh my Yeah, goodness. it says home home foreclosure and debt cancellation update update January fifth uh, of twenty fifteen. The mortgage uh, the mortgage forgiveness debt oh. relief act of two thousand seven generally allows tax payers to exclude income. From uh, the discharge of the debt uh, on the principal residence. So go on the IRS site and look at that. Uh, Nasheba? What? What was was that year again? 2000 what? Uh, 15? uh, The the current update is yes, it's a current uh, home foreclosure and debt cancellation update January 5th, 2015. The Mortgage Forgiveness Debt Relief Act of 2007 generally allows Ah, taxpayers to exclude income from the discharge of the debt. Mm -hmm. Right. Remember I told you guys? I said February February Mm -hmm. 6, 2007. Yes. And the Federal Reserve was, was acquired by the Treasury Department. Remember I said that? That's right. Okay. And look what happened. You see, all these are little clues. They're right there in front of your face. All you got to do is do your homework, and you will find it. They're wow. very excellent. Wow. Well, Nashiba, um, I know that, I just that, typed in in Google. So go to the IRS site because it says go to irs.gov. So am I going to yeah, that website, and then I will see what the 1099A means? Yeah, the, I actually, this is two two forms that people should be looking at. One is a uh, form 1099A, the one you're talking about. Right. The one that I'm reading from is a 1099C. So those two. Mm, so that's when I, right. I There's look one, two. As well. Right. C, exactly. So I went to um, the one that said home foreclosure and debt cancellation, which is 1099C, but you can Ooh. also put in 1099A, which is available on the IRS site as well. The right. 1099A is a foreclosure repossession. Okay. 
Okay, I see. So uh, we're looking to both those forms, and it's referencing acquisition as well mm-hmm. on the 1099A. But if a, I were to just go directly to yeah, there's A and there's also a C. Right, right. But if it's the A that this person told me about, Mm -hmm. then, you know, why would Mm -hmm. they be reporting the fair value and whatever? I mean, does it mean that they they gave up collecting this debt from the homeowner? You know what I mean? I mean, the homeowner is not going to pay taxes. I I don't know. It's kind of crazy. It's really crazy. So, yeah, this is the first year that they started that, but somehow... You know, that form has something to do with debt cancellation, as you said, with both forms. <laughs> so, everyone, if you if you uh, want a further reason, go straight to IRS. It's probably the best place to so see what the current laws are, any, up, any up the updates and things like that. Just go directly to um, IRS and look up the, the 1099, A's, uh, 1099 forms with reference to A and C. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, I'll look into that also. All right, guys. That's a good one. All right, take care. <laughs> Thanks. Bye-bye. That was good. Bye. Thank you for sharing. Huh? You're welcome. I'm going to welcome in. Thank you. Welcome in caller 313. 313, welcome to the call. Ah, good evening. Hi. Hi, Hi. Um, I was just calling to say that um, today... On TV, I saw that, like, a major anchor person, Brian Williams, yeah. Yeah. they're calling him out because he lied. You know, they had, uh captain has said that the takedown of the media was going to be mm-hmm. one of the, um, you know, factors that, that was going to tip us off to when we were close. And um, so now this is a major anchor, and apparently he went on, I think it was Letterman, and he repeated a story that he had told previously about how when he was over in the war zone um, that, uh, you know, he was in danger and, uh, you know, had to be rescued. and, And it turns out that it wasn't true, that the soldiers who were actually there said, no, he didn't show up until after all the danger was over with, and that he was—they were the news crew was never in danger, and so it just really—he uh, no longer has any credibility. And um, they were saying certain people were calling for his resignation, but mm-hmm. um, other people were sticking up for him, saying, "Well, you know, maybe his memory was a little bit foggy or whatever," but. He, he didn't tell that story just once. He told, repeated it a couple of times. And so, um, you know, it, it just goes to show you how they will make up things, you know. But I think that they stand behind who they want to stand behind. And then I'm, I've seen certain newspaper reporters, they've lost their job when they, you know, under pressure have fabricated stories mm-hmm. and it came out. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Brian Williams. I did so because that yeah. has definitely gone more than viral. <laughs> I've been seeing that plastered all over the place. Good because I mean you don't make like of the the sacrifices that the troops make and and compare his little experience to to what they had mm-hmm. to go through. You know, 
but, he, you know, I, I don't even know what he was thinking. Exactly. But that just goes to show you somebody who really is soulless, you know, the soulless talking head. Well, I, I, totally, I, I totally agree with you on that because uh, uh, these uh, these media outlets and these anchor people, uh, they're you know they're being caught. They're they are being caught, and uh, uh, it's no doubt about it. Uh, the truth is going to finally. Oh, did you hear uh, just 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 yesterday? I was blown away on a major media outlet. MSNBC. People are starting to talk about 9/11, big time. They were talking about it yesterday, and they bring it up on uh, on um, the Big Ed show. And then uh, Reverend Al he followed up on it. Well, Big Ed on the Big Ed show yesterday on MSNBC, one of his guests says, "Release the 28 pages." that was redacted and, and not allowed in. So guess what? They're going to release the 28 pages so people can really see who ordered the hit for 9-11 and who's sponsored. And they talked about the Saudi Arabians. They did indeed sponsor and finance this project called 9-11. And then the blessings came from who? It came from the Pope. Then from the Pope, it went directly to Washington D.C. And it went from it went from uh, uh, George Bush Senior on to Junior. And then Dick Cheney was uh, at the helm of the command at the command center. Okay. And when Dick Cheney says, "Stand down. Do not shoot these planes out the sky." Now, isn't it interesting that he would say, stand down? He was telling our military to stand down, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Knowing that this is all to take place. Then where was Bush at? Bush was at a um, uh, at a grammar school mm-hmm. reading, reading a book. Listen to this, guys. Reading a book to first graders, and the book was read upside down. Mm-hmm. How about that? How about that for focus from a president of these United States of America to read a book, pretending to read a book to the kids, and the book was upside down when he read it? What a what a tragedy! What a real tragedy! Well, and then one. and then yesterday they had a nerve to say this was all Muslims, and ladies and gentlemen. It was not. It was done by our government of these United States of America. And the people are going are gonna to hear the truth. Finally, the truth is going to come out. And, yes, we are going to have mass arrests in these United States of America. This stuff is going to hit, hit the airwaves. We're going to have, and, yes, we are going to have martial law. But it's not going to be the type of martial law that everybody thinks. It's going to be a, a different format. Yes, remember I said last week, please start to buy some canned goods. Start to buy some dry goods. Spend an extra $20 when you go to the store and buy those things because 
we're going to be uh, we're going to be inconvenienced for at least five to ten days. Okay, because yes, there will be a switchover in the financial sector. We'll be no longer be using the Federal Reserve note. We'll be switching over to the gold-backed currency. All countries will be supported by gold-backed currency. Every country that's involved. Okay, uh, is there somebody who, uh, who wants to say something? No, I'm gonna open. I'm opening it up, everyone. So, uh, anyone has questions or comments, feel free to star six in to the queue and until such time we'll continue uh, tonight's discussion. Again, tonight is grab back, so feel free to come into the queue. I'm going to call to caller 203. Welcome caller 203. Hi, Captain. It's Junie again. Um, how is the euro doing for this week, or is it too soon to kind of see anything dipping? Um, I think I went on and I saw 1.4 something. Did it go back up an inch or, <laughs> or a point? Well, the euro, uh, for what you're talking about, the euro, let's take a look at that. I'm glad you brought that up because uh, let's see where we're at with the euro because that's that's going to be very, very key to what is really going on. So I'll bring that up. And I'll tell you, remember I said that the euro must reach uh, 1.10, okay. right. It must reach 110 before we saw, before there's no return. Once right. it, it reaches okay. 110, there's no coming back up. That right. means it is, on its way, it is on its way out. That means the euro, now look at this, guys. The euro was designed to take out the dollar. It was designed to take out the dollar, and that's exactly what it's doing. It's taking out the dollar. Plus, you have this thing called the BRIC nation, Brazil, uh, Russia, uh, see here, Brazil, Russia, what's that other, what's that other uh, uh, country? Brazil, Russia, can anybody tell me what the other countries are? Uh, eight, mm, Brazil, no, no, no. <laughs> I can't remember the other ones. Uh, two weeks ago, I talked about that. I know you did. <laughs> I had them all lined up, and someone won that test the last time we did it. <laughs> China, China, South Africa, okay. South Africa, South Africa, and okay. the one. Is what? Uh, B-R-I-C-S. Oh, one with the I? Yes, one with the I, yeah. Oh, I can't remember. My, my mind is at a blank right now. <laughs> okay, can you tell me what the I is? Okay. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Okay, well, the, okay, well, well, I'll tell everybody. The one with the I is India. Okay. India. These are the big nations. They are Brazil, Russia, India, okay. China, and, and South uh, Africa. And South Africa. Okay. Right. And the reason why you have those particular countries, because what do they represent? 
they represent the different continents. Okay? Look how it's positioned. In the South, South America, Russia, Old European, India, uh, Asia, uh, China, Central Asia, and South Africa, the African nations. So those are the those are the five different continents. And then you have this thing called South. Then you have this thing called the Americas. And everybody knows what the Americas are. The Americas are North America, which is Canada and United States, and South America, which is the South American continent. Okay. So what I'm saying is this, guys. We're getting ready to make a major switch financially. And every country is going to revalue their own currency inside their own country. They will not. For those who are holding on to these currencies inside the United States, they'll be worthless. They'll be worthless. Under Nassara, they'll be worth worthless. In the meantime, under statutory law, if you want to exchange those currency now, you can do it now under statutory law. But when it switches over to common law, then they become non and void. Then it's too late. Okay. So this is why, and this is why you have not seen an RV yet, because it's not going to happen. Not in the way people think. It's not going to happen in the United States. It will only happen in their prospective country. Yes, the RV will happen in Iraq. That is true. It will happen in Iraq only for the people of Iraq, only. Just like we'll have a revaluation of our currency here in the United States, only. So people, get ready for that because it's coming. Okay? Okay. Um, all right, so, oh, I thought you were looking up uh, the euro to see what it is now. The euro right now under, it says it is, pull that up for you real quick. Okay. The euro set today, it is, oh, by the way, too, our start market, it was in the, it was in the red today, guys. In the red, 60 down and thing and four. I can't remember the last okay. four NASDAQ. Now, but. now, the euro right now is hovering at 1.13. It's been hovering at that last week. So, okay. you see, it's not even going back up. It's, right. it's on the way down. That's exactly what's happening. It's staying stable. It's not going to climb up because it can't. Because hmm. each time it goes up a point, guess what? They gotta find money to 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 sponsor that point. So so the only thing you can do is go down because there's nobody buying into the what? Nobody's not buying into buying into the petrodollar. That's the reason why it's going down. Because Greece is not Greece is definitely not not uh, taking on more dollars. They said no, thank you. We don't want your interest rate. You know we got you know we did that last time. And yet we're still paying the interest rate and not paying the principal. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason why the that's the reason why the petrodollar is not being accepted. 
because the people are paying interest rates out the yin-yang. And it's not paying toward the principal. So you would think the interest rate, the interest rate would be a little, you know, be a small percentage, like a half a percent, versus paying the principal down. Well, that's not happening. The interest rate is like 10, 11, 12 percent. Can you imagine owing billions of dollars and you pay 12 percent off that billions of dollars? That's that's more than you can borrow. That's much more money on top of the principal. That's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You will never get you will never get done paying it. And this is why this president is going to open his mouth and make the announcement of Nasara. And I still and I still feel that Nasara will be in this quarter. Remember, I said January, February, March is the quarter that I believe that. This president is going to make the announcement for Nasara, and that's what I believe. I hope it holds true. That would be yeah. so nice. <laughs> okay, Captain. Well, thank okay. you again. Let me give somebody okay. else a spot. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Jenny. We should thank you, Miss so Nashiba. Bye-bye. Okay, have anybody here uh, hear about uh, that uh, Jack Blue is going to make a major announcement on Monday? at 9 a.m. Monday morning in Washington, D.C. And he's going to talk about economics and the uh, and the uh, financial uh, condition that this country's in. Uh, I'm looking forward to hear what he has to say this coming Monday. So that's what's happening. And I'm going to, uh, what they say, so we're going to uh, clear the queue here. And then we'll come back into discussion. I'm going to welcome in caller 256. 256, welcome to the call. Good, good evening, Captain and Sheba. Hi, welcome to the Hi, call. Hi, how are you? I'm doing fine. Hello, I'm caller 256. Yes, can you hear me? We sure oh, can. You might, you might be on, are you on mute, maybe? No, Hi. I'm not. Oh, no, okay. I can hear. I can hear very well. Okay. The last couple of days, I have really been iterating, uh, iterating um, the word, the thing about the Pope coming on September the twenty fourth. Do you see this coming up on the twenty fourth for him to meet with Congress, or do you see the arrest happening before then? Uh, I really don't know on that caller. I I, I really don't. Uh, I know that uh, uh, he's scheduled to come here to the United States, uh, but I don't know if it's the 24th. I know it's in March that he's scheduled to come to the United States. So, the Pope? Uh, well, well, yeah, I, that's what I understand. I understand that he's scheduled to come here in the United States in March, sometime in March. Or is it September? One of those, one of those two months. It's I, September because... Benjamin I mean Benjamin is supposed to be coming on in March. Now Benjamin Yahoo gonna have to cancel that uh is gonna have to cancel that trip. Because uh he got caught with his pants down. Because uh because uh there were um there were nine to eleven GOP uh representatives that went to uh Israel 
because what were they doing? They were planning the next so-called next tragedy, the next 9-11, and they got caught. Now, I'm going to say this to everybody. Uh, those characters who did go over to, to Israel, uh, they're going to be uh, severely reprimanded because of some things that came out of that meeting. And I think that uh, this president is 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 not going to uh, he's not going to sit quietly by and, and and say nothing about it because because when they get back, I'm quite sure he's going to uh, have a nice private meeting with them. You know, so this is going to be very interesting. This president is not going to sit back and, and take it. I tell you, the last what the last three years, he was trying to be very accommodating to the GOP, and what did they do? They slapped his hand, you know, as if he was a child. And that's not happening this time around. This president is fighting back, and I applaud him for fighting back for the right reason. Okay, and he's fighting back for the people. And uh, I'm very, very proud of this president. So that's right, what I have to say. You guys, his fair share of craziness uh, that he's being called to the carpet for in his own country that re- goes from sexual things to war crimes to all kinds of things. He has a whole bag of worms that's exploding in his face as we speak. So, Captain, do you, do you see the Pope? Coming, I mean, you see him being arrested before. Do you think we will have to wait until September for all this to take place? I don't think that we have to wait until September for all this to take place. I think it's going to happen this year, but I don't think it's going to be September. I think we're going to get a. I think that things are starting to surface now. Just along, just yesterday, uh, this thing about 9/11, the 9/11 report is surfacing, and they won't. And they're going to release all 28 pages that were missing from the full report, the so-called full report. So we're going to know exactly who sponsored the the 9/11, who financed it, who gave the order to take down the towers, who was involved in 9/11. All that's getting ready to come out. And when the when the American people find out the real truth, I think a lot of people are going to be scrambling. And this government is going to be in total trouble. The uh, the provost the provost marshal will be activated. And that means they're going to start picking up people, arresting them, and you're going to see these very famous people in handcuffs. I'm talking about the Bushes, the Clinton, uh, uh, Henry Kissinger. And all these characters will be in handcuffs because the real truth will be known by the entire world. And I can't wait for that to happen. So I don't know. I don't think it will be in September. I think it will be sooner than that. Well, let me mention this to you. There was a personal friend of ours, and he works for the, um, I'd say, the police department, sheriff department in a, a different county. 
and he was uh, mentioned to a, another friend of ours that there's 275,000 um, foreign uh, people that are over here that are um, the living here now, and I just feel like that's the people that's been sent over here to help um, protect us over here. Well, uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, they're here. These are the soldiers from different countries, right. like uh, like China and Russia. They're here for what is called the mass the mass arrest, the mass roundup, because uh, uh, um, uh, they're part of what is called um, Interpol, the international police, and that's what's going to happen. They're going to pick these characters up, and we will see them on television in handcuffs. That's when you're going to have this emergency, this emergency uh, broadcast that's going to take place. And then we'll know exactly who's going to go to jail, and we'll know exactly the reason why, you know, why they went to jail. So that's definitely coming. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nishiba, okay. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. okay Nishiba, can we go to a music break, please? Because I have to take a bathroom break. Uh, okay. And call us in queue. I'm coming at you right after the music break. So hang in there and I'll come directly to you after after this break. And we're going to uh, listen to a selection from Manisha Shahani. And this one is called Girls Gone Wild from her When Parallel Lines Meet CD. आइए हमारी दुनिया में आपका स्वागत
be better than where you have been. This one comes from a sunrise in Edo State, Nigeria, a new Benin city horizon. This music will chronicle the brilliant potential of us. This moment magnifying the larger universe beyond this one voice. We will speak of planets orbiting suns and galaxies becoming one. Gravity will find us back on Earth in the morning. History will remember this. Up on the edge of everything like this. Dancing closer to these notes and rhythms so brilliant, so glorious. Anisha Shahani from her CD When the Parallel Lines Meet, and that track is called When Girls Go Wild. I'm going to welcome in caller 330. 330, welcome to the call. Hello, 330, we're back. Uh, hello. Hi. Um, I would just like, uh, Captain, uh, to comment on O.J. Simpson. Captain? Yes. Yes, I've been more than happy to comment on O.J. Simpson. Um, I want people to know that uh, O.J. Simpson did not kill his wife. Uh, His son killed his wife. It was his son who did the uh, killing. Um, did OJ know about it? Yes. Uh, but OJ took the fall for uh, the blame, you would say, for this. And uh, it was his son who actually killed his wife. And uh, that's very unfortunate. 
was it a hit? Uh, yes, it was a hit. And uh, who arranged the hit? You know, this is going to be very awkward for me to say this, and I'm, I'm going to say this to everybody. You know, this person that I'm going to name in this, uh, she plays a major role in politics, and she plays a major role internationally. Hillary Clinton has her hands in every situation around the globe and in, in the United States. She gave the hit that took place in California. Uh, O.J. Simpson's son was mentally unstable. Now, a lot of people are going to find out the real truth. When all this stuff comes out, it is going to blow people completely away. Why O.J.? Do you guys remember when O.J. was running through the uh, through the airports when he was making that airport commercial? Well, if you remember that uh, that airport commercial, where well, you'll find him running through various airports and and being on time and and his his uh, his athleticism and and running and so forth. Well, O.J. can't do those things anymore. He can't run like he used to run. You know, that was in his younger days. You know, the glove that they found, it didn't fit his hands, but it fit somebody else's hand, okay, who was a very young adult, and that was his son, OJ's son, Okay. If it does not fit, you must acquit. Those are the famous lines that 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 Mr. Cochran presented to the jury. If it does not fit, you must acquit, and that's the truth. It didn't fit O.J.'s hands. The glove was entirely too small. The footprints. They say, well, footprints. It wasn't OJ's footprints, okay? But yet at the same time, there were very sloppy, very sloppy, uh, 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 let's just say at, at the scene of the crime, people were walking through blood and this type of stuff, okay? I mean, you know, uh, it was just totally sloppy. But anyway, uh, I just want to let people know that, no, it was not OJ. It was his son. His son was the one who, who did the murders. O.J. was protecting his son. All this thing about him uh, uh, taking the white uh, uh, SUV, the white truck or the SUV, you would say, uh, to, 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 to escape. During that time, O.J. was thinking about his next move. What he has to do to cover this whole thing up? Did he know about? Uh, did, did he make the arrangement for, for that to happen? No, he did not. But he found out later who actually killed 
his wife. It was his son. The 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 uh, the housekeeper, uh, OJ's housekeeper, that has a small little apartment, a small little uh, sub sub apartment next to OJ's house or whatever. Uh, he said he heard he heard some noises that night, and he saw a man in a black skull cap. Uh, Left, but it was very dark. He, he he couldn't see, but he did see he did see a male figure. And then the fact that this 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 young man, O.J. Sign, killed two people, Ron Goldman and uh, Miss Brown. That's her. That is her. Um, that's her family name. And uh, wow, this is really something. The people are gonna learn the real truth behind all that. Just like the truth about Robin Williams. Robin Williams did not commit suicide. He was murdered. By who? He was murdered by the Illuminati's. For what? Remember back in the days of Morton Mindy, Robin Williams was very much involved in extraterrestrial contact. Okay? Because he was getting ready to talk about extraterrestrial on national television. Well, we have other celebrities talk about that on TV. Shirley McLean talked about that on TV. But we're talking about Robin Williams was going to go into detail. I mean, big-time detail. That's why he was murdered. Same thing for the the man who was found in California. He was hung in a closet. Uh, he was an actor, a very famous actor, David Carradine. David Carradine was a kung fu master. You would think that he would defend himself because he was a master in kung fu. But like I said, he was assassinated. Not in the sense of being shot, but in the sense of being over overcame by several people that was in that apartment and he was hung because he too was a master of major contact. Then you got this latest one. Joan Rivers. Well, why would Joan Rivers be, uh, you know, be doing something, you know, you know, why was she, uh, why was she getting such an operation for her for, uh, for her throat and so forth? And all of a sudden, uh, she didn't make it out of the operation. It was a simple procedure that they was going to do on her larynx, voice box, and she didn't make it out of there. Could it be that she was going to get ready to talk about some things that she wasn't supposed to talk about? 
primarily the Illuminati's. It has nothing to do with alien contact. Illuminati's. That's what she's going to talk about. And they did not want her to talk about that. And the most tragic situation to this very day, a young lady in Atlanta, Georgia, Bobby, 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 what's her name? Bobby Christine. Bobby Christina. Bobby Christina Houston. Okay? Or Bobby Christina Brown, you would say. Mm -hmm. And I just want to tell everybody, um, was that a hit? Or was that something that already was her predestined? And it was way too much for her to deal with. Uh, I don't believe that was a a hit. I believe there was something that she could not deal with her mother being gone. And um, she she mimicked her mother. Well, she actually made a tent earlier that day. The earlier the day of her mom. Mhm, mhm. And I said, and I said to everybody, I believe that she could not handle mm-hmm. the death of her mother psychologically. She did herself in. Well, then, Captain, does that mean that she had an understanding of? Uh, what was going on behind the scenes, so to speak, with respect to, you know... Clyde Davis, yes. yes. The Illuminati mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And then Davis. that Lifetime movie didn't help either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sprinkle, yes. Clyde Davis, yeah, and the Lifetime movie didn't help either, exactly. Now, I'm going to say this, too. The Lifetime movie probably pushed over the edge. Definitely. Because when it came out two weeks ago, I watched that whole entire thing. And if you notice, Bobby Brown did not introduce her to drugs. Matter of fact, Bobby Brown was saying, hey, I don't deal with that. You know, is that what you want to do? That's your thing. I don't deal with that. Bobby Brown did not introduce her to drugs. People think that Bobby Brown introduced her to drugs. He did not. She was very much involved in that. Remember I told, now I told people this. Clyde Davis, the name is going to come back up again. Clyde Davis will be one of the people that will be arrested. It is going to blow people completely away. Because Clyde Davis supplied her with cocaine. To keep her in line, to keep her focused, to do this and to, the, and to do that. Now, look who Clyde Davis got today to replace her, Jennifer Hudson. I am quite sure that Jennifer is very much aware of what's really going on. I am almost certain she does. She's very aware of who she's dealing with. Now, the Grammy Awards are going to come up this coming Sunday, and you'll watch who's going to be sitting in the front row, Clyde Davis. 
because he's going to be watching every single thing. Of all his clients, Jennifer Hudson is replacing Miss Houston. That's exactly what's going on. Didn't Jennifer Hudson have some tragedies in her family? Oh, they were horrible. Big time. Big time in Chicago. Big time. Was that a sacrifice? Uh, no, that was not a sacrifice. There was a, uh, there was a thing called jealousy. There was a thing called jealousy. His sister, his sister was, uh, her sister was, was involved in a, a thug, a gangbanger. And this gangbanger decided, well, since you're going, since you're going to dump me and, and, uh, since she was moving forward because her sister, Jennifer, got pretty famous. And she was going to move on. And she was going to dump him because she was getting money. The sister was getting money from Jennifer. So he wanted some of that money. And the sister says, no, you're not getting any money, and that's it. So what this gangbanger does, he goes out and kills half the family. Killed Killed Jennifer's nephew, killed the mother, killed the sister. I think the brother was spared. The, the brother was uh, the brother was um, the brother was was shot at, but he survived. But everybody else was killed in that family, and that's that's really uh, that's really something that she is as strong as she is. She's she's very a strong woman. And Jennifer Hudson is a very strong woman to uh, to withstand all that. Because uh, anybody else. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they would have made it through because that was that's, that was being awfully strong. But these are the type of things that are going on in in today's world. You know, just to ask yourself, why did that woman who was in an SUV two days ago get back into that SUV yeah. when the when the train was coming? The man told her to bag up. You got plenty of room to bag up. So bag up. Why go forward? You know, you you will scratch your head if you know an incoming train is coming, and this woman moved. She got out the car. She was completely out the car. She could have saved her life by getting out the car and stayed out of the car, knowing that this, this train was coming. I guess the fact that she thought she could beat the train, and yet look what happened. Tragedy took her uh, took her from this world. She had the opportunity to save her own life, and she did not. And then on that same day of the, of the tragedy, you had a plane, the the uh, the, the Thai Air went down in Taiwan and landed in a uh, Taiwan River. You know, all these different incidents that are happening, well, you'll say, but Captain, is this supposed to be happening? Are there all, the, all these events? And the answer to that is yes. These are called events that we're witnessing. You know, uh, there are certain things that take its course because uh, billions of people are leaving this planet. They've been leaving this planet for quite some time. Each and every one of us 
have uh, uh, have what is called a, a, a timeline. And we're here for a certain reason. We all have our mission to take. Some will do their mission and they move forward. Some do not and they pass away. They've done what they need to do and they pass away. And some do their mission and then they continue on. Then you will say, well, why are the good ones going? Because they've done their mission. Martin Luther King, he done his mission. JFK, he done his mission. RFK, he done his mission. John Lennon, he's done his mission. And the list goes on and on and on. Each and every one of us do our mission. Uh, Max, you want something to say, sir? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say good evening, everyone. I was a little late, but uh, I always try to make it here and participate because this is uh, always a very interesting uh, gathering. But no, um, this is, well, I'll say this. The, the, uh, the information on Jennifer Hudson, I wasn't really sure of that, but I'm glad you cleared that one up for me because, you know, a lot of times when, you know, we feel like we kind of understand some of these things, not all of them, the events, I'll say, are as we think to be connected to, you know, let's say the Illuminati. Some things are natural, so to speak. I won't even say natural. That's a bad word to use. For example, like when there are weather events, we think, well, maybe, you know, all of them are connected to Illuminati and some of them are natural events. Same thing with like these these uh, murders and uh, suicides and these kinds of things. Probably a good percentage, yes, but not every single one is connected in that way. So it helps to kind of get that clarity on that and understand. You know, it, it, it kind of goes back to, again, I always say, you know, make sure you got your uh, decoder hat on because, you know, many times you can kind of get fooled and it's not quite as easy always to decipher these kinds of things. So you have to really be on your toes with this kind of stuff. So that's all I had. And 330, did you have uh, additional comments or inquiries? No, I, I just wanted to thank uh, Captain for the information. Thank you so much for joining the call. Thank you. I'm going to pick up on Anonymous. Anonymous, welcome to the call. Hello? Anonymous? Are you possibly on mute? I'm going to go to the next caller, 317, and Anonymous Feel free to start six back into uh, the queue. Three one seven. Welcome to the call. Evening, everyone. Uh, Good evening. Uh, I have about three or four different things to kind of. I don't know if you say statement, comment, but it's just things that that uh, I would like to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay, uh, on Hillary Clinton this year, just a few months ago. I know that it wasn't her, and we were told 
you know, by by the show what had happened. Now, I the reason I knew it was not her because I know you people are going to laugh, but it's sad and sickening at the same time. And uh, I said, I know that's not her because she had on, I mean, I don't know if it was a, what you call them, asteroid, clone, I don't know what it was. But then there was this mask. The wig was setting back on the head like, and then there was this mask, and it had a sharp V uh, upside down, like someone had just put something on the face. And I know her poise in real life and certain things. I said, I know that's not her. And I forgot it was on a show. She was uh, supposedly on a show. So I already know that wasn't her. That's the only thing that I got to say about that. The other thing is there is a talk show host. I consider as a brown man. Comes on 11 o'clock Monday through Friday. I felt sorry for the man. I don't, I'm not going to accuse him of being in on it. But I'm going to tell you something. Uh, there was, during this interview, there was this caucasoid. Now, I don't mean any harm. Don't get me wrong, people. I'm just calling it as I see it. I'm not making anything up. She was too perfect in her, what do you call it, anatomy, her build and all. She bought a book on the show, and the book started with a B. I don't want to say the word because that does nothing put a curse back on me or anybody else, and I'm not doing that. Anyway, the host asked her, he said, why did you write a book like this? And I said, look at this demonic. She's not even demonic because she's not human. I know daggone well she's not human. I don't know what she was. Anyway, she was so hesitant, he caught her off guard. I loved every minute of it. All she could say is, well, nobody else has wrote about the brown people. And I thought that I would just write a book. And I, you know what I decided? She was cursing him on his show. Cursing him, but it was in a sophisticated way. And, and anybody with good sense would know that's exactly what she was doing. Now, the other thing, when uh, uh, some female had called in and did uh, say so, they did make an announcement, two different announcements on two different shows. This state where I'm at, okay, it was on the local news. I, don't, I can't say first. And the Vatican was supposedly uh, to go someplace in March. I think it was New York City. I'm not sure. But I do know, Captain, that you're right as far as it go for the September 24th meeting. So I'm wondering, I remember the show was, uh, someone on the show was saying something about Pope Francis being poisoned and it was a slow poison. They must have corrected it because he's still here, unless it's a cloner or whatever you want to call it. You know, I, I'm not sad, not that old word sad, and people, I don't do all that. I'm not into that. But I'm saying that's either someone to replace him or he is, what you say, gone, G-O-N-E. And um, I think that's about all I have to say. Uh, I love the show, and I will be a very extreme happy person when Nisara shall be announced. I have no doubt because that was something that I've had to overcome all my life is doubt. And doubt has really gotten me into trouble by disobeying the spirit within me. So I must say I love everybody. Now, look, I love y'all. I've never seen y'all. But 
I don't believe in this uh, turn the other cheek and uh, you did something to me and I have to love you. You're crazy. Because if I don't like you anymore, I don't like you. But I will show you respect, and I believe in that respect. But I will be very happy when all this goes down. And uh, I can't think of anything else. I want you to continue on the show, and I'm listening. Thank you I'm so much. I'm through now. Bless your heart. Captain, did you want to address the Hillary uh, Clinton and some of the other uh, points of concern or inquiries? Okay. Uh, uh, first of all, I want to say, Frankie, uh, uh, you are always welcome on this call. And, yes, and you know, uh, you know, we want, we want natural people to feel naturally mm-hmm. in their elements, and we're not going to curtail your feelings. Those are your feelings and nobody else's feelings. We cannot feel for you. You can only feel for yourself and knowing what you have to do for yourself. You know, whether whether it's forgiveness or whether it's uh, going within your side, going inside yourself to know that these people have done some uh, done some damage to the human race, and uh, I know that it's hard to to forgive someone who's done damage to the entire human race. But at the same time, if we're going to walk through this dimension called the fifth dimension, you must leave those type of things behind and move forward. Okay, we must move forward, and that's basically it. And uh, as far as Hillary is concerned. Hillary is indeed a lookalike. Hillary's DNA is no longer on this planet. Her DNA is no longer. What you're seeing right now is nothing more than a lookalike. It's someone who they got who looked very much like Hillary, but it's not Hillary Clinton. It's a lookalike. You've seen those lookalike celebrities. That's who they have. This individual have studied Hillary Clinton, mannerism, voice, the whole shot. These are nothing more than actors and actresses. And you have these people that are stationed all around the globe, and they are indeed uh, who they say they are. They're nothing more than look-alike stand-ins. There's one that looks like, exactly like the president, President Obama. But it's not him. He looks very, very similar to Obama. Okay? Uh, you, you heard the phrase, everybody has a twin. And that is so true. Everybody does have a twin. You know, when people see me, people think I look like Oscar Robinson. And you know what? I do. I do look like Oscar Robinson. If people know Oscar Robinson back in the back in the days when he was playing basketball, and you go back and you look look at a picture of what I look like, that's how I looked back in those days. And even to this, to this very day, people have mistaken me as Oscar Robinson. You know, so that's what I look like. So I just want to let everybody know that uh, that yes, the announcement is coming. Stay focused, stay in prayer, and take care of yourself on the healthy side, because that's going to uh, that's going to propel you into the next level. And just watch what you eat. <laughs> 
you know, just, just be very careful what you eat. Uh, try to devote yourself to eating a lot of vegetables, okay, a lot of vegetables, and drink some uh, alkaline water. So that's so very important. So your body can stay alkaline. Because there are some vegetables that carry acid in it. So you've got to be very careful, careful of that. And uh, uh, um, the red meats, uh, try to stay away from the red meat if all possible. If you are going to eat meat, uh, eat it in moderation. Uh, I uh, uh, Try not to eat it all the time. But uh, every once in a while, you may want to dabble in some chicken or some fish. But uh, that'd be totally up to you. And that's called free will. So you do what you want to do. All right, Nasheba, is there anything else? Yes, or anybody? We, have, uh, uh, we have two more callers. We're going to welcome in caller 916. Caller 916, welcome to the call. Uh, yes, I was um, on the East Coast uh, website, and they were talking about the heresies in the Vatican. And this pope is not a pope. He's never been a pope because he's never been, he can't be a pope because he's never been a priest. He's just like you've said before, a wolf in sheep's clothing, I guess. That's right. Exactly right. He's a stand-in. He's yeah. not pope at all. And, and, and this is why I try to tell people this. He was elected uh, uh, to become, uh, you know, to take the, the to take the place of uh, Pope Dominic. Pope Dominic is a real pope, but this pope that we're talking about now, Francis, is not a bona fide pope, not at all. You're right, ma'am. He's not a bona fide pope, okay? And people are going to find this out, too. Remember I said that this is the last man you're going to see uh, uh, when it comes to this religion. Mm -hmm. He was the last man as far as Pope-wise. Because once that book surfaced, it's going to turn religion upside down. The real truth is going to come out. That's why that movie, Angels and Demons, was, uh, was made because of the fact that when, uh, when Tom Hanks went into that library and they tried to kill him in the library because he was getting to the truth, he opened up that, that Bible. Mm. He couldn't take anything out of it. He couldn't take no pictures of it because they were watching every move he made. And then when they tried to cut the air off, they were hoping he would die inside the, inside the library vault so that no secret would ever get out about who Joshua or Jesus Christ was. None of that. So all these things that the movies portray and television portray, all of this is partially true. I'm not saying everything that comes out is true. No, I'm saying that what they feed the public, there are certain things that are true. The movie Angel and Demons is, is very much very real. And yes, they don't want that out there. But I, I, I am, I can tell you that when this announcement is made, all truths are going to surface. 
and you're going to know the truth about all this, from sciences to religion. You're going to know everything, that you can live on other planets without having a space suit, breathing on another planet like Mars and Venus, especially Mars, because guess what? We have well over 60,000 of our earthling human beings living on Mars right now to this very day. Mm. And they're breathing the air. Mm -hmm. Blue skies, fluffy white clouds, and a beautiful sunshine. You would think they would be in Sedona, Arizona. That's exactly what Mars looked like. It's all red clay. But what they're not telling you is there's blue skies, sunshine, and fluffy clouds. They have... They have weather just like we have weather here on our planet. They have rain. They have water. All this stuff is, is going to blow people away. We've been lying. Is there a stargate to get there? Well, there's this thing called there's this thing called jump chair. It's called the Pegasus Project. And once again, people need to go to YouTube. Go to YouTube and put in Pegasus Project. P-E-A-G-U-S. Pegasus Project. Yeah, P-E-A-G-U-S, called Pegasus Project, and watch the entire video. Uh, there's a man on there by the name of Andrew, uh, well, I cannot pronounce his last name, but Andrew was the classmate of President Obama when he was 17 years old, and they both went to this thing called the Pegasus Project. In other words, it's a jump chair that you're on Earth, then five minutes later, or ten minutes later, you're on Mars, mm. and and Mars looks exactly like Sedona, Arizona. And, and also check out the videos by Elizabeth Eisenhower, which is the granddaughter of, of Eisenhower. She has a ton of videos on there, and is highly familiar with that project. And she's also referenced in some of the other uh, videos that Captain's talking about. Oh. She just uh, she started another like a series of them, but she already has existing videos on YouTube. Well. Okay, thank you. Well, I, well, you're quite welcome. Thank you so much for calling. And uh, can, last... can I? Uh, sure. I want to I want to give a just a correction on, on the the spelling of that. So when you go to it, P E. G A S U S. All right, say that one. Say that one more time, so everybody can get it, please. Okay. Project Pegasus. P E G A S U S. Thank you very much, sir. I sure appreciate that correction. No problem. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. That's a very, that's a very, very good, uh, that's a very, very good video for people to watch, because I'm telling you, uh, when President Obama was running for president, one of the reporters, I mean, uh, one of the underground reporters, I mean, not a a mainstream reporter, but a underground reporter, had asked for, uh, asked the candidate Obama, uh, candidate Obama. Uh, were you ever involved in this uh, uh, program called the Pegasus Project? And 
uh, Obama looked at him and smiled, and guess what? He walked away. He didn't answer it. <laughs> and the question is yes. He's very much involved in that. And uh, uh, there's a lot to this president that people are going to find out how very connected he is with the galactics. This president is very much connected very much connected to our Galactic Federation. And you're going to find this out very, very soon because he is a member of the Council of Twelve of the Galactic Federation uh, of uh, Adramanum. President Obama is from Adramanum, and he is a Council of Twelve. And the whole family is of the galactic nature. And all this would be, all this would be forthcoming when it's all said and done. So this is going to be very interesting how people receive all this and understand that there's there are some people on this planet that are not uh, they look like us but they're not us. I'll put it like that. Caller, did you have any additional um, questions or comments? Hello, 916. Hello. Hi. Do you have any additional comments or questions? No, that's 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 what I was going to tell about the the, the Pope not being a Pope. <laughs> How he's getting away with a lot of shenanigans well, with his. Well, believe it or not, uh, he will be uh, one of the people who will be arrested. Him along with uh, Pope Dominic. Pope Dominic yeah. and Pope Francis, they will both be arrested for war crimes, crimes against humanity, child trafficking, drug trafficking, laundering, uh, money laundering, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How so, long has he been uh, um, not the person that he professes to be? Well, during his time when he was, at the, when he was in Argentina, uh, he was very much involved in child trafficking during that time. Mm-hmm. And he looked the other way while kids were being snatched and murdered and molested uh, under, his, under his watch. And even when he was cardinal, uh, he looked the other way. And this particular so-called pope is very aware of the fourth right. And the people who know what the fourth right is? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, the fourth right is nothing more than Adolf Hitler. Okay? I know about that. Right. And, and and right to this very day, we do have the fourth right uh, existing. And there are some people in the Obama administration that is very much involved in the fourth right. And then there's a former president. Yep. A uh, former president. Bush Sr. is definitely of the fourth right. He tried to turn us into that. Exactly right. And he had us already. That's right. Ready to. Know, that's right. When people know. March us off. That, the speech that he gave, uh, the State of the Union address, the, president, uh, the, the former president, Bush Sr., gave that speech when he mentioned New World Order. The same thing happened under Bush Jr., when he gave mm-hmm. this new world order and a mushroom cloud. 
Okay? So he gave that same speech. And I just want to tell everybody, when you go back and you listen to all the State of the Union addresses, the only president who had mentioned New World Order is Reagan had mentioned it in his speech. Clinton didn't mention it, but but uh, what Clinton Clinton says uh, uh, there's an order from which all this is going to happen. But, but he didn't say New World Order, but he says the order all this going to take happen, the all this will happen or take place or whatever. But he did. He edged on that, but not completely. Uh-huh. Surely, Bush Sr. did do that, and so did his son, Bush Jr. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then you got these people who are running for president, Jeb Bush. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, I'm just telling you that all these people, these so-called two dozen of GOP is going to run for president, it's not going to happen. Simple as that. It's just not. Uh, uh, these characters will not see the see, see the light of day, uh, even though they had even though they had said they're going to run for president. Look what happened to Mitt Romney. Two weeks ago, everybody was saying he's going to run, and what did he do last week? He says he's not going to run. I wonder why he decided not to run when he had an opportunity to to become president, because he knows the writing is on the wall. A lot is getting ready to happen. Obama probably yeah. gave him the word. Yes, that, that, that's probably so. And you know what? It's amazing. And I'm glad you said that because um, <laughs> certain people have already visited the White House already. If you notice who's been coming to the White House, look what happened two days ago. Uh, the the president of Jordan visited our president. Uh-huh. Okay, that's two days ago. Oh. All certain dignitaries was 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 uh, uh, last week, uh, two weeks ago. We had the we had Obani uh, of Iraq visit the White House. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the word has been given. They're giving him yeah. honor where honor is due. Exactly right. And then Benjamin Netanyahu, he won't dare. And I tell you this right now, he will not. He will not step foot in the White House. He will not step foot in the White House as long as Obama is president. And I wonder why. Okay? Because he's part of the Third Reich. That's right. His days, right which because is. his days are numbered. Benjamin Netanyahu days are numbered. That's exactly right. And Obama has already gave him the word. Then as far as these other characters like Boehner and, 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 uh, and uh, Cruz from Texas, and and Governor Perry. Governor Perry is finished. He's 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 done. He's toast. He's trying to get out of this uh, this um, this uh, this allegation about him misusing his office during the time when he was running for president. And they found all type of inconsistencies, and he could not account for none of those. So he's going down. He'll be in handcuffs very soon. The prosecution is definitely going after Mr. Mr. Perry. Now, since he's no longer 
governor of Texas. Now these prosecutors of Texas can go after him. Greg Abbott is no longer the attorney general of Texas. He's the governor now. So guess what? He ain't got no protection. So so uh, Perry is Perry is uh, out there. He's just out there, and he's fighting for his political life. And he's not going to make it as far as president's concerned. So I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you know I listened to all these programs, and they're they're so against this man, this uh, honorable man. I used to think he was dishonorable. And then I found out that he was honorable. Yes, and people are going to find out a whole, a whole bunch of stuff about all these different individuals. And and, and uh, uh, you're going to find out that these people are um, they're corrupt and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, they have their challenges like like anybody else. But when when, when they involve money and, and murder and, and corruption and all that type of stuff, they're going down. They're going down, and and people uh, people are, are going to be surprised. And uh, and see, there are still today. I gotta say this: there are people in the state of Texas still believe that George W. Bush and Dick Cheney had nothing to do with 9/11. Uh-huh. You got people to this very day believe that they were not involved in that. A surprise is definitely coming. I wonder how many people are going to be unhappy when they find out their sons died for nothing. Yes. Except yes. the whim of some... Yeah, died in vain over a lie. Maniac. Over a lie in Iraq. Mass, uh, WMD. There was none. What Bush, what Bush Jr. was trying to do is Saddam Hussein discover a Stargate. He found a Stargate, and he was trying to figure it out how to use it. Our agents on the ground, black ops, found out about it and got it back to Bush Jr. And listen, this guy is on the verge of discovering how to use the Stargate. He'll be able to control certain things in the Middle East if we don't get a hold of that Stargate. That was a that was the main reason why they went into uh went went to Iraq. It, it was to confiscate the Stargate from Saddam Hussein. Where did that Stargate go? The Stargate, uh and I am gonna say this to everybody so everybody know. The Stargate is in good hands. I'll put it like that. <laughs> Bush don't um, have I, Bush don't have it. <laughs> I'll, put it <laughs> I'll put it like that. I want to uh, interject since he put that question on the table. Um, these gates have the ability to move. Okay? That's right. So they're not just anchored in one spot. So. Oh. oh wow! Well, and see, and, and not only that, not only that, uh, the the real Saddam Hussein is alive and well. He is going to come forward and tell his story, just like. Omar Gaddafi of Libya mm-hmm. is not dead. The original one is alive and well. What Hillary did, she killed a clone of 
Qaddafi. Same thing for Saddam Hussein. Bush killed a clone of Saddam Hussein. Just like bin Laden, our president, attempt to uh, make everybody believe that bin Laden was was killed. He was not. He's alive and well to this very day. See, these are all originals. If that's really strange, how you like Adolf Hitler? Adolf Hitler is alive and well to this yeah. very day. Did he go through the the uh, late night chamber so he's still young? Adolf Hitler was kept in a very preserved way. I mean, well, I just like this. If he's 97, he doesn't look like it. Just like just like JFK. If JFK is 97 years old, he sure in the heck don't look like it. Because mm. JFK is alive and well, and so and so is uh, Lady Di of mm-hmm. England. Lady Di and her and her husband Doty, they are both alive and well. They're original. They're alive and well. When it's all said and done, all these people are going to come forward and tell the truth. Just like Michael Jackson is going to come forward and tell everybody what's been going on. It's going to be an eye-opener for a lot of people. And, Captain, I, I want to interject right here because you're hitting, like, a real strong point. Think about this. Now, you just named about six or seven, you know, prominent people. You know, Michael Jackson, uh, Bin Laden, Hussein, um, Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Elvis. Think of, um, and El- oh, yes, and Elvis is alive and well, everybody. Elvis. Hello. Hitler. Okay, okay now, now, now stay with me on this. Think about how that affects you, understanding, you know, how you can be kind of like manipulated if basically I can point the finger at you and say, yeah, you caused this. I'm going to take you down, but really all the while knowing that that's not really the real person. You see how you can kind of manipulate the situation by having the ability to do that? Mm-hmm. That's incredible when you really think about it, how you can play tricks on people's mind, knowing that I can blame it on you, kill you, but I'm not really killing the real you. It's just a fake you. That's, that's Yeah, that's powerful stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, and see, and this is what, and this is what's going to happen when it's all said and done, when the president makes the announcement, and you're going to see all these famous people that we thought that were dead, mm-hmm. and they're going to walk on stage. Some people won't be able to handle it. Some will just just fall out because, you know, it'd be a shock to them. Just like Farrah Fawcett Majors, when she recorded that whole thing about her having cancer, that was a clone that had the cancer. Uh-huh. Certain people were made scapegoats for certain things, like this actress, Farrah Fawcett Majors. She knew a lot. She was an insider, and she knew a lot about the Illuminati, uh-huh. and they didn't want her to talk. So they gave her cancer, mm. and they thought, and they thought that they got the real one. They did not. They got a lookalike. See, all this stuff is gonna, all this stuff is gonna come out. It's gonna come out big time. And you know, when I you see these, and yep. when you see these people walk on stage, 
like Walter Con Walter Cronkite. It's going to blow people away. They're playing a, a program on about Eisenhower tonight, and he's the one that started it all. It's too bad they couldn't have preserved him. Well, you know, I so oh, you know, music. Uh, speaking of preserving, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, when Martin Luther King was was shot, mm-hmm. uh, the night before, he was visited by one of the galactic beings. Oh, wow. And they told him, would you, would you, uh, uh, would you want to be, uh, be put in a position where you'd be allowed to come back? And he told the Galactic Bing, no, I want things to be as natural, as natural as possible. So he had the opportunity to have a clone in his place, and he decided not to do that. But he okay. didn't know what was really ahead. He, he didn't thought, know what was really ahead. Oh, we'll just go to heaven he and whatnot, you know. Right. He had the opportunity. See, the thing about it is, you know, I tell people about Malcolm X and and and. People, uh, people think of Malcolm X being a, a, a radical, uh, uh, you know, a ballot radical. He was not. Malcolm X was a thinker of radical thoughts because because he was so so uh, so radical that they thought that he was a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. But when he went to when he went to Mecca over in the Middle East. During Ramadan, he wasn't there. Uh, he was not there mainly for the the ceremony of Ramadan. He was there to meet collected beings because he had a mission for the future. Mm-hmm. They told him what his mission was. He was going to he was going to be the father of a very famous. Son, and look who that son is to this very day. Yeah, Barack Obama. Now all of a sudden, you're seeing pictures everywhere comparing him to Barack Obama. You're seeing Malcolm X picture and Obama. Every time you turn around, you're seeing this, those two together. Because when you look at it, all you got to do is put glasses on Barack Obama, and yeah. he looks just like his dad. The facial features, the structure, the lips, the nose, uh, the hairline, uh, all, you know, and then you look at uh, Malcolm X's picture, Malcolm X had red hair. Is that red? Right. Yeah, he had red, I mean, not not real noticeable red hair, but you can see in his jeans and in his mustache, his hair was red. You know, almost like a blonde, like, you almost like... You know, it's there, but it's, you know, uh, you can tell that the same thing with Obama. Obama is a very, 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 very handsome guy. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, he has he has some very, very wonderful features. Same thing with with uh, uh, with Malcolm X. Okay, uh, I'm just telling you guys is this: they both were very brilliant thinkers. Fruit, was Malcolm X a galactic? Uh, you know, 
that's something you know, that people, you know, and, you know, I asked, I asked some people about that, and I have never got a, I never got a response, a response on that. I have never got, and even my contact have not contact me back on that. Mm-hmm. They have not. Now, uh, you'd be surprised who are galactics. There are some, there are some real live celebrities that you will never think there are galactics, but they are. Mm. It's going to shock some people once you find out who these people are. I know one that is definitely a galactic, and it's going to be a shocker for a lot of people because there is one. And she played in a very, very TV, important TV series. And she's in this TV series all the time. She's the Oracle mm-hmm. in a TV series. Dealing with space. Mm-hmm. And I'll leave it at that. Dealing with space, you connect space and the Oracle and the TV series that lasted a long time. Star Trek. Star Trek, yes. Oh, hold on. Was the Oracle, uh, was that the dark-haired girl? Who was that dark hair with a big old, almost like a halo-like uh, a fixture on her head? Who was that? Who was that? Is that Whoopi Goldberg? You say you say what now, uh, Lashiba? Whoopi Goldberg. People are going to be people are going to be blown away to find out certain things about Whoopi Goldberg. No kidding. See, there are certain people you're going to find out about. And they're gonna blow you away. Wow. I know that she's I know that she's a galactic human. And I know that for a fact. She is. Okay? And uh uh Was she a hybrid I'm, or I'm, what? I'm not gonna name any more people because because I named Whoopi already. Yeah. Uh I don't wanna go any further than that. Okay. Well, I've enjoyed. I've enjoyed your. Uh... You know, I'm, I'm, you know, the reason why I do these calls because sometimes the reason why I do these calls because not to try to shock a lot of people. Even though I do talk about a lot of things that are very controversial and and, but I want you guys to know that there are things that are out there that are beyond your imagination. It really is. It will blow you completely away. Because we have not been told the real truth behind all this stuff. No, we haven't, and and it's real hard to tell people. Right, it's very hard. To people think, wait, people think you're not, subject but you're not, but you're not crazy. You're not crazy at all. You're not crazy. You're just not. And, I heard uh, about Nestera from a friend of mine, and that's how I got involved in it. But it didn't come for a long, long time. It looked like yeah, people were going to die off before it ever got here. But guess what? Like I said, just stay healthy. Uh, make sure you eat the right foods and make sure you drink a lot of alkaline water because that's how you survive. So you can. So once this thing gets announced, the immediate help that a lot of people are going to get, those who are sick with cancer, diabetes, and all these other uh, illnesses, they're going to be helped immediately because they'll go through that light chamber. Then all the technology is going to come forward. 
then our life, then our life is going to be made much, much better. Then we'll learn how to move into this thing called the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth, and the ninth dimension. Uh-huh. That we are choosing when we go through the different steps and levels. So I can't wait. I can't wait for all this to happen. I just can't. Thank you, Carla, for coming in. We sure appreciate you. Yeah, Lord bless you. Thank you. Yeah. And everyone, now that concludes our exciting call for the evening. We'll be back uh, next week on the same schedule, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. On the Wednesday call with Max, we'll be continuing on the universal law and metaphysical law. And I'm assuming we'll probably do another grab bag next Friday. Yeah, grab back uh, next well. Friday. Grab back next Friday. And Monday, Monday we'll also do a grab bag on Monday too because there are some things I want to continue to talk about in a grab bag format. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, we'll do that Monday and Friday, both grab bags day. So Monday and Friday is grab bag. So tell your friends and family members to come in for a Monday grab bag and Friday grab bag. And you have a, cl- a closing word as well, uh, Captain. Are you good? And then Max, and then we'll write it out. Well, Nashiba, I am good. And uh, I want to say to everybody, it's always wonderful to to uh, to talk to our listeners and uh, uh, get them exposed to some things. By the way, when you get a chance over the weekend, uh, make sure you go to YouTube and watch that video called The Pegasus Project. Please watch it because you are learning a whole lot about President Obama, who he is, when he was 17 years old, and you are learning a whole lot about that video, about who your president is in the White House. Okay, and that's all I'm gonna say, and I'll leave it. I'll turn it over to Max. Okay, uh, thank you, Captain. Boy, um, I, uh, I I'm gonna have to go back and review the call because I apologize, I wasn't able to be on the entire call. And I'm sure I missed some good information, but uh, I will get on the review. But I did have one last thing, and it's a word that, you know, I've I've used a little bit, and sometimes I go back through my notes and stuff like that, and I see things. And this is one I kind of want to bring to the table, and it kind of gets into, you know, I guess my little wheelhouse, so to speak, and that's dealing with the research and kind of what that kind of leads to. And a term comes up with respect to that. And that term is called an autodidact. Okay? A-U-T-O D-I-D A-C-T Autodidact. And essentially what an autodidact is, is basically a self-taught expert in a certain area. You don't, you know, you didn't go to school, you didn't go to tech school or have a degree. You basically taught yourself a certain thing in in a specific area, and you're like that go-to person. You're that expert in that. And so I, I just want to bring that to the table to understand that that is a a skill, let's say, to be self-taught in something and become very, very proficient at it. So that's just something to throw out there in in an understanding way as far as, you know, when you see people who have all these plaques on the wall and all those kinds of things. And 
you may feel like maybe, well, I don't have any plaques on the wall, so I'm kind of like a nobody, so to speak. I'm not saying that that may be the case, but understand that you can take yourself to that level, essentially being self-taught, okay? Autodidact. So that's all I had. And uh, I, I just a quick back to when we're talking about the, for those that still kind of have the the taste uh, for meat, there are ways to prepare by through brining. Whether you use a kosher salt, the sea salt, vinegar, and certain seasonings to let your meat uh, sit over a period of time. I've been more than impressed to realize how many executive chefs and how many restaurants across this country do this process on a regular basis, sometimes for a few hours, and a lot of them for well over a week to two weeks. And it's really amazing how the, uh, how it extracts not only the blood, but a lot of impurities and all kinds of things that it extracts, plus tenderizes the meat. And the meat takes actually cleaner when you go through this process. So that's somewhat of a healthier way to to intake meat. You still are trying to slowly wean yourself off of it. That's something, you, a regimen or a process that you might want to add on um, to kind of make things a little bit easier to digest in your body completely different when you do that particular process. So I want to throw that out there. And with that, that said, we're going to wind down uh, with some music as usual, a selection from Angela Workman from a Moonflower CD, and this one is called Magic. Peace and love, love and light, we are one. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll be back on Monday. Was right. 
friends, everyone. That was Angela Workman from her Moonflower CD. That selection is called Magic. Continue in our prayers. Continue in setting our intentions. And hopefully, real soon, in the twinkling of an eye, we'll be in a completely different dimension, manifesting all that we have within our heart, all that we want to see, uh, peace and harmony. And I also want to let everyone know there's going to be a global meditation on February 14th, Valentine's Day, to usher in peace on earth. So again, everyone, enjoy your weekend. Peace and love, love and light. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.